Welcome to Broad Ideas. Welcome, Rob. Welcome, Olivia. Welcome, Rachel. Today we are going to welcome Eliza Schlesinger. I am a huge fan and super excited. I actually want to like go back and watch Last Comic Standing. I know just because like, first of all, I love a competitive show. And the fact that I know she wins makes it more fun. And I want to watch all her stand-up. Is that something you like to do is know the ending before you Sometimes start? I know the ending of like The Bachelor or whatever. And at first I'm like, oh man. But then I'm like, well, who cares? Because I want to see. And then I can see the dynamic. And like I already know. So I want to see how they are the entire season. So it does a little, a little spin on it. But um, Eliza, she has a new Netflix special out now. Yep. And she also has her new book, All Things Aside. Very funny. So funny. That's welcome, Eliza. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside to join us on this journey as we take a little We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about death because people die. So I said to my husband last night, I'm like, do you know who Eliza Schlesinger is? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, um, we're interviewing her tomorrow. And he's like, why? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, She's great. And he's like, yeah, but she's like a huge comedian. She has Aww. like, a, yeah, he's like, she has a really, thank you. She has a really big career. And I'm like, I know. Like, what are you saying about you? That's what I'm saying. And no. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, why are we interviewing? Why? <laughs> and I was like, because she's funny. And he's like, I get it, but I don't understand why she would do that. Oh, that's and I was offended, obviously. And I was like, we have big people. Like yeah. we have Kristen Bell, Mandy Moore. You yeah, know, sure. Said, he goes, oh, your podcast. Oh, what did he think you meant? We're interviewing nannies. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Like> Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then when I said, yeah, my podcast, he goes, oh, my God. I was like, why? What has happened to yeah. her? <laughs> he was, that's what he was saying. He was like, why? What is she, she going through? That? <laughs> Why would she do that? That's hilarious. You That's didn't hilarious. tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was saving it for her. Oh, okay, that makes I sense. Love, thank you for saving that for me. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that end coming. No. no. I didn't either. <laughs> I liked it the other way where he thought I was so famous I wouldn't go on a more famous person's <laughs> podcast. And I was like, wow, people really do. No. <laughs> no. That's great. That's hilarious. That if you need so a job. Yeah. Oh, we've got you. Okay. Oh good. My God. What does it pay? Are there benefits? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is there dental? Yeah. He was really blown away. He was like, I don't understand. He kept saying, she's big though. She's got like a real career. She has a and big I'm gambling like, problem and I needs to pay <laughs> some people off. She has a real job. Oh my God. That's really funny. Uh, we're so happy you're sitting here with us though. Thank Any, you for... Thanks for having me. Yeah. Making yeah. the trek from wherever, but... <laughs> it's so civilized on this side of town. It is. I, yeah. Like, is yeah. it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, li it it's a little calmer. It's calm. There's nice wide streets. Yes. You can park places. 
It you, looks like a movie set. <laughs> it's not the like rummage sale that is Hollywood. <laughs> and True. I say that living very near it and spending a lot of time there, but right. this we is all nice. Have. We yeah, all have sure. our time there. Yeah, sure. for sure. A lot of auditions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we just were so excited to talk to you. Obviously, her husband, the most. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. He was excited stoked. about it. <laughs> you should have just kept up with it. I know. Oh, that would have been so good. Like, yeah. She, yeah, she starts Friday. We had her show us CPR on the dummy. <laughs> Didn't work. She starts Friday. Oh my God. Well, you you are a mom. I am. How old? She turned eight months old yesterday. <gasps> oh, yes. oh little baby. She's just little baby with like a lot of teeth and very strong, <laughs> strong butt. I like cannot stop showing people pictures of her butt. My husband's like, give it a rest. Uh, but it's just great. That is so cool. You guys both have kids. Yes. Right, because that's what we're looking for. It'd be weird if you did not have kids. <laughs> You're like, it's our fetish. We need a name. Yeah, and here's the rub. Yeah. We don't have kids. She's going to rub you. Um, but yeah, so it's great. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And what's her name? Her Are name you- is Sierra. Sierra. Sierra May. And we do not show pictures of her. Right. But I did post a picture of her butt. My husband was like, you need to take it down. Oh. You're like, no, I'm not going to show her face, but like her butt's fine. But also like if she's only recognizable in this world by her butt, like I guess I failed as a parent. Right. So, but we took it down. But yeah, it's just usually her wild curly hair. Oh. Anyways, I'm very happy with her. Yeah. I mean, that's such a fun age. Eight months is like full baby. Full. It's a full baby. Yes. Like a baby doll baby. Yeah. 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 And so they do things, they eat things. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's hopefully she eats things. She no, she does a great job. Uh, but I'm always like, it's this thing when you have a baby, whatever somebody says about your kid, as long as it's not negative, you will agree with. Like it doesn't matter what your baby looks like. If I said to you, like, is she tall? You'd be like, She is tall. She is, she is. And she feels like advanced. She is. Like it's just it's only good things. No one's like, is your kid a little dumb? She's, like, no. she is. She's big for her age. She is big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her eyes, they are. It is. So But do you ever like, feel like you know how like some babies that you meet and like maybe they're not the most appealing to Some the eye. Ugly babies. It's right. okay. Yeah, it's You fine. can't it say okay. that I can. I mean, you know. I'll say it. I'll say it for you. <laughs> but Some like, do you them. think there's anyone out there that's actually honest that meets a baby and is like, ooh. Yeah, Jewish mothers. <laughs> Jewish mothers, maybe like Persian mothers, maybe like any ethnic mom would be like, Korean grandmas would be like, that's an ugly baby. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it's true. Yeah. My, I did that to my own son. What? Oh, yeah. When Shepard was born, I was like, is he? Like, I, yeah. Mm. Remember? And Jeff would yeah, be like, he's beautiful. And I'd be like, but his, like, his face is off, right? His face isn't perfect. His face isn't perfect. Because you're comparing him to like a Gerber baby poster right. or something. Most babies are not stunning when they're born. They're mushy. And right. it all just, like, I look back at pictures of her. A friend of ours was like, you know, your baby is truly beautiful if you can look back and be like, that was a stunning infant. Right. <laughs> I don't know that everyone can do that. <laughs> My first was. Okay. He was stunning. Yeah, he was like, like ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, and then the second, and I was like, mm, mm, I guess <laughs> I was, it's okay. It's okay. He's I mean, gorgeous now. Yeah. yeah. And even if like, it's, it's, you still find them beautiful no matter what, because it's yours. But. I feel like you're always critiquing, criticizing, like it just comes along with it because sure. you made it and you're like, if this came from me. This has to represent something. <laughs> I think you you want the best for them. I think a lot of times we misinterpret our parents. Like, you're always picking at me. It's like your mom, only, unless she's like a narcissist, like really only wants the best for you. Like she wants you to stand up straight so you don't get a hump. And she wants all these good things. <laughs> I have a baby nurse that lives with us and helps. And she put her in this, my fans give me gifts. Like 
all over the world. So I've got some like some outfits from other countries where you're like, this is very Czech looking. Yeah. And we put her in the outfit and she came out in the outfit and I, loving my daughter, I just went, what is this outfit? And the nanny went like, stop criticizing her. I was like, <gasps> first of all, oh. she did not dress herself. Second of all, it's the outfit, not her. Oh. Third of all, and you're okay. like, yeah. <laughs> so bad. okay. I was like, I'm not going to lose. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, there's so much judgment now too, right? Yes. Like anything you say, anything you do, yeah. obviously in this climate, even about your own kid, it's like somebody might judge or say something. I actually talk about it in my book very briefly because I wrote my book before, during, and after, not deliberately, uh, like before the baby, while pregnant, after. So you're constantly checking to make sure you're not like losing your mind yeah. and you're saying things that you believe. Uh, and I just... Don't understand why any, and I'm sure you've dealt with this, but like any major celebrity would ever reveal anything about their parenting because it's just ripped to pieces. Right. And my whole thing is like, short of feeding your kid gasoline, like you want to breastfeed for like five years, fucking do it. Right. Yeah. Like when you show me the correlation between serial killers and breastfeeding, like let me know that data. Um, but Wait, is there data on that? No. I'm like, I want to know that. <laughs> no, it's yeah. all fine. Uh, but there was that uh, Olympic skier. Of course, I'm blanking on her name, but I do talk about it in the book. Um, she had an Italian last name. I should remember that. And there was this video that went around of her throwing her bundled up baby into like a little snowbank and he just like, like yes. went through it. Yes. So cute. And people lost their mind. Right. And I'm like, this woman is a professional skier. Don't you think she knows snow? snow? And like what yeah. ice is, what powder is. And moreover, like she did it deliberately. She wasn't caught on camera doing this like I know what video you're talking about we yeah. have this obsession with forcing women to have kids in general <laughs> but then once any woman does have kids we're positive no woman knows what they're doing right, right. because right. they don't well we don't that's the <laughs> secret no, right yeah <laughs> but, I mean like we're nobody does that's right? very funny <laughs> like let's be honest yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hence why we need like I just went and visited a friend and their new baby and she has a night nurse and she's like you know, nobody told us. No one tells you. And I'm like, because we can't. Because you're not allowed. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about it because it's gnarly. <laughs> yeah. But moreover, I do believe there is like a multi-billion dollar industry out there preying on women's insecurities and let, wanting you to think mm. you don't know how to do this. But like mm -hmm. women do this, like there is this thing around particularly like, this is so heavy, but like white birth mm -hmm. and like white... Uh, like privilege of like, oh, I need all these things. And it's like, but women who aren't that, that don't have resources, like they're doing it mm -hmm. and other white women. So people want you to think you don't know how to sit, how to carry, how to do it. They can sell you stuff and right. get you so nervous that you need all this special stuff. Right. And you don't. You don't. Unless there's something wrong. <laughs> well, and also aren't nerves part of it? Isn't that how we figure out what the baby needs by listening to our signals, yes. to listen to their signals? And we're like, I have a signal. Somebody help. Yeah. You know, and the truth is if we didn't have the answer in every internet form, mm -hmm. <laughs> then we'd have to go to our intuitions and read the baby and vice versa. Breastfeeding, it's actually a two-way, you probably know this, communication like with saliva. Like your bot, like the biofeedback is letting you know what you need to send to your baby. Isn't mm -hmm. that genius? Uh, yeah. Our bodies are perfect. And so I had the baby and like, there was all this hysteria. Like, well, she didn't latch. In the first hours, you need to see a specialist. Maybe oh. she's tongue-tied. And I started to buy into it. And then I was like, you know what? And funnily enough, uh, Mayim Bialik is a good friend of mine. And I, she was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. And I, I asked her a question <laughs> about breastfeeding. She goes, and she, she calls me. She's like, here are the things you need to do. I go, 
okay, well, why do you know this? She goes, I'm a lactation consultant. This is what I do. I'm like, this what? is not what you do. You're a like international sitcom star and you host Jeopardy. Like this is not, but okay. Isn't she also a neuroscientist? Yes, and a neuroscientist. <laughs> yeah. And also a lactation consultant. Lactation consultant to the star. To just make sure. <laughs> but... That's amazing. But that is that does exist so much. There's so many things like showing you in contraptions. Like we had a friend that had like this tube and like a machine and like trying to get the baby to latch so many on. Things. And, yeah, so many things. And so, so many products. And it's yeah. also, and it's all, it's, you have to pick and choose where you're going to lose your mind. Right. You can't do everything. There's so Did many her places. things work? I don't remember. It's such a blur. I know. But you did breastfeed or yeah, do you breastfeed? Or, I did. Yeah. I did. I did it um, for like four months. Yeah. And then really more, it's a long story, but we were traveling and then the thing and I didn't charge it. And I was just like, you know what? We're good. Like I I missed like two days and I was like, it's fine. And (laughs) it's uh, like birth control. You're like, I missed two days. You know what? We'll just go. Yeah. (laughs) And um, she's, she's four feet tall (laughs) at eight months. (laughs) I did something right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like you say, there's so much things behind breastfeeding and opinions and whatever. And it's just like, there's so many opinions on everything. That's Even what, using you know? a bottle. I felt like that when I had my second and I breastfed my first, but with my second, I had to supplement with formula. Mm-hmm. Of course. And it was like such a thing. It, it, I felt judged. I felt uncomfortable. I felt like this pressure mm-hmm. and I almost felt like I had to hide it. And then finally I was like, fuck this. Well, everybody's secretly using formula and people don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I think a lot of people do and if it's you like don't, the whatever. baby drug. <laughs> but I think and what you're saying is like a big part of it is like, I felt that way, but most people don't actually care beyond just like flinging an opinion. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like the intention of help is there other than with your close circle. So I only tend to share with them because I'm not interested in the internet. And most people are just bored. So they just want to say something about you. Mm-hmm. And there's no, the intention is not pure. Right. Even in comment sections, even in the way right. we like cancel people, when I criticize you, let's say you do something socially, when I get a hold of you, rarely is the intention like, hey, I just, I want to let you know from our perspective, here's what happened. Instead, it's just like, I hope to see you burn in a public square. And that's why I'm saying this publicly. And I hope you die. (laughs) How do you handle it as a comedian? You know, all the comments, all the whatever that comes along with, you know, what you do. Oh, I don't know. I don't. You don't pay attention. You can't. I mean, everybody reads the comments a little bit, but for the most part, I don't. Yeah. And I do think there's some gems and nuggets, you know, and you always want to know if you've done something genuinely wrong mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that's not what the intention of stand-up is about. Is not right. to hurt people. But I think it's uh, a lot of people get angry and they're reactionary, but very few people understand context. And people like to pretend like, oh, you said this one thing that offended me. And I'm like, but you were cool with the other 99% of the jokes. So you're, I mean, if you're going to die on the hill, die on every hill. Unless I said something like outright. But it's also like, I don't know, the world's on fire. Pakistan's underwater. Like, I'm sorry I used the wrong adjective to describe something. Yeah. Broad Ideas is supported by Next Evo Naturals. So as I've gotten older and I've had a kid, sleep is not something that happens to me. I've tried everything. So what I found really works and can relax my body where I get some sleep is CBD. But not only any CBD, Nextevo Naturals developed smart sorb technology clinically proven to help your body absorb CBD four times better than regular CBD oil because oil just doesn't mix with your water-based body. It works faster too. So when you're trying to get sleep, you won't waste time wondering, is it working? Because it does really fast. 
Get a better night's rest and a better day tomorrow with products from Next Evo Naturals. For up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more, use promo code IDEAS at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com, promo code IDEAS. Yeah, I think, well, you know, stand-up comedy, obviously, in particular, mm. is is so... Well, first of all, I don't think there's a scarier, more challenging, like, job in the world. Like, I, anyone that can get up there and do stand-up comedy, I am in such awe of, like... And I think acting, just, like, in the little that I do, like, I always... I'm like, if I were just an actor, like, I would live with my parents. Like, I would be a girl who booked one thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, that grind. I don't think people... Yeah, the grind is... It's tough, for sure. Yeah, I mean... And the rejection. The rejection, that's also like, what the fuck, People don't you know? talk about that. They, I know, I know. So re- it's so it's much you have to work on personally, yeah. you know, to be like, I know it's not me, but it sure feels like me when like someone that looks exactly like me got the job and I didn't. You know, there's all those things and like you have to have the fucking tools to... to you have to have the tools. Yeah, because it's, it's all... My it's, favorite is... They have you read and they're like, the guy, he actually just went ahead and cast his friends. You're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I got an acting coach for that. And, and paid and for it. Pay, and yeah. you're going to get your friends. I'm sorry, I'm not cool enough to right. be your fucking friend. Yeah. <laughs> and paid. Yes. Yeah, I know. But what you do, I think, is the hardest. I mean, honestly, like it's. I feel like it's like the most vulnerable thing in a way because you're yeah. up there and you're telling jokes and like, you know, are they going to land? Are they not going to? Like, I don't know. I just don't know how you do it. I mean, like seriously, like oh. such... Like, it's incredible. Oh, and I mean... I no, it is, though. I'll take it. Yeah. Thank, you know what? Take it. Today, I will take it. You should take it. It is incredible. It what is. I have it done. Is. Yes. <laughs> Everybody, pull over your cars if you're listening. And just know, <laughs> you should Google. Um, I just think it comes from... Everybody has, like, the art that they make, and it comes from a place. And this one happens to be from this inherent need to feel seen and heard. Mm. Yep. And then the more you do it, the more you practice the art, it's about at least for me, saying things with intention, bettering things, having other people feel seen and heard through what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. and kind of just trying to make sense of the like gong show of this existence, particularly lately. And saying, like, I don't feel ashamed to talk about a miscarriage or to call something out because it's always from a place of like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand this with you guys. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's where the intention comes in. Right. It's like so like new age, but it's true. No, but it's not. I mean, I feel like even if, you know... (laughs) A lot of comedians, that's what my husband and I do on any spare time we get from our two children is watch stand-up. Like, mm. that's what we're like, you want to watch stand-up? Like, that's it. Watch stand-up. You want to watch stand-up? <laughs> that's what it's like. <laughs> we're like, you want to meet me in the other room and yeah. watch stand-up? Uh, do you want to laugh? Do and, you want to go in the other and watch Deaf Comedy Jam? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's do it. But um, the ones that bring that to it, like... You know, even like we were talking earlier about Dave Chappelle and the storytelling and Mm -hmm. allowing people to feel seen and heard. And that's what good comedy is. And recently I went to a comedy show and I noticed myself, I was like, oh, this is what it feels like for something to be triggered, Mm. right? Because I've always been like, what is everybody's problem? Mm. Calm down. Like, it's a joke, right? But then when something actually triggered me, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is what they feel. I need to check myself and realize I laughed at 99% of the jokes. Right. If something hits you, get over it. I I, I don't disagree, but I also think there's always intention. Like, 
Like if if a comic gets up there and if he makes a joke about Jews, right? Um, which as a Jewish person, I'm very used to that. I'm like, where's this intention coming from? Did you also make a joke about Mexicans? Did you also make fun of yourself? Or was this out of left field and this was about like a dirty money joke? And like, do you have the license? Like we can all say whatever we want, but you get the audience on your side. You know, like mm -hmm. I have, like I've got jokes about black people and about Latino guys. I'll actually, I'll do the joke here because it really upsets people um, <laughs> until the end. And then they take, you know, because what happens is white people get upset for the black joke. Like, they're like, we're not supposed to laugh at that. Meanwhile, all the black people are like, this is funny. Like, there's the overcorrective. Like, everyone just fucking relax. You're in the hands of a professional. Yeah. But, uh, the joke is basically about how um, culturally there's like, you know, women, we're always putting up with being sexually harassed. And I was just like, you know, as a girl, when you walk by a group of black guys, like, they're gonna catcall you. They're gonna say something to you. But you also know if you chirp back, like, it's gonna be fine. If Once you turn that corner, like, it's over. And the, the crowd's like, oh my God, she said black. Right. Just call, get, just get breathe, on Reddit breathe. right now. <laughs> and then I'm like, you walk by a group of Latino guys, they are going to cat call you like a small cat. Like, you know, <laughs> right? But then when you turn the corner, it's fine. White guys don't cat call. It's not in the Caucasian culture. White guys don't do that. The crowd goes quiet. I'm like, a white guy will not cat call you. He will, however, follow you home, find out where you live, and then creatively murder you with your underwear. That's right. <laughs> and people are like, oh, thank God, she did it all. So it's all about the intention. What are you saying? Are you trying to hurt? And are you coming from a place of ignorance? Right. And I think if you can, as long as, you, if you're, as you're an equal opportunity offender, mm. then I think it's okay. Well, and that's what it is. It, that's exactly it. As long as you're an equal opportunity offender starting and, with yourself but you also have you have yeah. to be able to have the con it, like if you're going to go to a comedy show or watch a comedy watch a stand-up you should probably ask yourself that before you do it mm. especially i really believe comedy clubs are these sacred things and even if the joke is awful and offensive or disgust forget offensive for a second forget the wokeness of it all just disgusting this is a sacred space this is where i come to work mm -hmm. and especially if you're coming you, saw, you bought like a ticket for $15 and you're coming to see a show on like a Monday or a Tuesday. Like you are coming to watch us work out. You are not entitled for $15 to see a polished thing. We're not done. You didn't come see me in, uh, at a show on the road. You mm -hmm. didn't buy this like $100 ticket, whatever. So there is a process that you are watching and it should be this tacit agreement between the comic and the audience that like things are going to be said here that maybe wouldn't be okay in real life, but we are in a dark room because this is a shameful practice. <laughs> yeah. And we should all be embarrassed. And there's alcohol to lube everyone up. Right. You know, and you know, it's like when we go see Don Rickles, like everyone was going to get annihilated. Not every comic is good at that, but you have to give them that space to get better at that. That's what a comedy club is. Right. Yes. So you cannot come, we have to come there understanding like you may be upset, but you're supposed to be having a good time. Yeah. You right. can always just leave. Right. That's kind of the agreement. But that's I love that you call it a workout. Like that's literally what you're doing, right? Yeah, they're and called the sets. Yeah, it's a workout. Yeah. I'm not putting on makeup and I'm going across town to do 15 minutes from like something that I scratched down on like a gum wrapper because <laughs> I need to like beat this out. And it is a workout. And then, you know, you come see someone on the road. Even that is still a workout. Mm -hmm. It's only this like thing that's like, in, like still in amber when you do when you record it right and even then when you see that material like my Netflix special that I just did like now it's a little different because it continues to evolve so you're witnessing a living breathing thing mm -hmm. unless the comic is garbage in which case they just do the same jokes for years over and over 
Which is no fun. Which plenty of them do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, how did how did it all come about? Like, did you grow up? Were you just? I mean, obviously, you were always funny, but like, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, I just I, you know, you grow up watching sketch a lot of sketch mm-hmm. comedy uh, and a, it's a lot of comedy and having no real access to it because I'm from like Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, this is there's no real industry there, or at least there wasn't, and. uh I went to college and I went for film and I joined a sketch troupe and, but there's that inherent desire to perform. Mm -hmm. You don't really have a point of view then, you know, you've got your whatever thoughts you have at Emerson College um, and you do that. And then I just realized I didn't need the ensemble. Like I did a one man show and I was like, I can do this on my own. And whether it was from support or lack of support, who knows, whatever, I just went and I just did partially because no one told me I couldn't. Mm -hmm. No one told me I could or couldn't. It was like, good luck. Just do it. And I just did. And, I just, I guess, I, I don't know. I just kept going in that direction. Like if you are an actor, singer, dancer, but you keep getting singing gigs, you're probably going to become a singer, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe you'll return to acting. But it was the thing that kept working for me and it clicked for me and I got it. And then I started studying my own craft. And so it's almost, it's like 17 years later, but you don't really get into the art of it until like year seven or year 10. Like, right. It's like a metaphysical thing. Right. I don't know. Did people always tell you that was something you should go into? Like, I know you said they didn't say you should or shouldn't as far as the stand-up, but were people always like, oh, man, you're hilarious. Yeah, it's like yeah. when you're little, it's just like, oh, you're so funny. But mm-hmm. when you're a kid, it's like, are you going to be on Saturday Night Live? Like, that's the most acmatic thing one can achieve. Right. Uh, I didn't know anything about stand-up growing up. Like, I would pass the Addison Improv. Most people don't know about stand-up. Like, I'm always shocked at people that are like, this is my first stand-up show. I'm like, what were you doing? <laughs> but then again, like, I've been to like three concerts in my whole life. What? I've been to like one Dodger game. I don't, I just, I work when You're people like, are I'm performing. Working. Right. <laughs> so I can't, but you forget that the thing that makes your world go round, some people have no concept. You know? I do know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I'm just taking it all in. It's so interesting, but you know, and always being like, oh, you're so funny or whatever and stand up. And I still, I'm just like, how do you choose to do that? Like, I think it's, it, it's, it's not to sound like, like Superman or no, who's the one that's like, it shows me. Like yeah. Batman. That's the city needs a hero. I don't know. A villain. I don't me. know. Isn't it, it the, the game Yeah. It does in a way, like it starts to fit and, you know, it is a club of misfits you know, and people come together and you forge these relationships with people that you probably wouldn't come in contact with otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a competitive thing, but you find your little cobbled together group and right. eventually some of your friends become successful. A lot of them don't. Yeah. And you have to be in it. I think acting is similar. Like you have, what is it? It's Tupac. Excuse me. Tupac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To quote Tupac Shakur. I love that it went from Batman to Tupac. <laughs> I was like, it's I didn't choose a thug life. The thug life chose me. No, it, there's no, another... it's not. It's a oh. game chose no, me. No, you know what it is? There's what also, is it? is it 504 boys? That's like, I ain't got to get money. Money get me. Anyway. There's a lot of things that get people. <laughs> there's a lot of things that get people in the end. Yes. <laughs> um, For sure. Anyways. Yeah. But it's like... um. I forgot what I was saying, but I did correlate it to acting. Now I can't remember. <laughs> acting, schmacking. What about, I know this may sound like an annoying question, and I'm sure you get it a lot, but I, I, I even feel annoying saying it. But like, I remember when I watched you, one of the first comments is, oh, she's so pretty. Oh, like, it never gets old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it it's not as much of the pretty girl um, path as acting, because I'm not that pretty. 
Like, I'm okay with that. It's not like... But, uh, you, but you're but you a pretty girl. You're very pretty. Yeah, you're pretty. Okay. Sorry. No, no. It's not... Um, I don't want people listening to be like, oh my God, she has low self-esteem. Oh, I have poor her. very high <laughs> self-esteem. Uh, women in comedy traditionally haven't been like gorgeous, right? Now it's not the case. There's a lot of women. Most women are just like cute girls that do it, you know? Um, but when I started that, and that's not to like throw any shade at the women doing it, but it's not like a stunning woman's practice, right? Because if you're funny, you are relying on something other than your looks to attract people or to get people like you. Everybody's got their thing. When I go to an audition and I see the other actresses that I'm up against, I'm like, well, that's like, that's pretty. I'm pretty, but that's like structurally sound pretty. Like there's a difference, you know? <laughs> like I don't sound. lean into, I'm not like, I'm going to use this face to get that free coffee. Like, and it's just because growing up, like that wasn't, you can, you can feel, women can feel, you can feel that you're attractive and you can have a high self-esteem, but you can also kind of know that you're not like the hottest thing ever. And, and I think that's okay. Of course. To like know where you rank. <laughs> know your number. <laughs> we've all dated above our means and we've all gone below and hopefully you marry someone that's perfect. Have you ever dated a guy where you, probably not because you guys are like hot actions, but like, I have you ever dated a guy where you're just like, this guy's so hot and people are going to wonder like how much yeah. money I have. Oh, how much, <laughs> how much money I have. <laughs> Every <laughs> single one. Oh, I remember I had a boyfriend who was just like, they don't grow them like this in LA. Yeah. <laughs> and he was awful, but it was so hot. And I was just like, so proud. I was like, look at this gorilla. <laughs> he oh was my an God, idiot. That's hilarious. Every girl has had that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, of yeah. course. And then you're like questioning. You're like, yeah. I had a nail guy give me the most profound um, advice one day. We were getting our nails done. And he's like, Valentine's Day is coming up. He was a nail guy. And he goes, here's something I want to teach you women. This is the problem with so many single women. You don't know your number. He's like... That's what I was talking about. Your yeah. hierarchy. Sevens yeah. go with seven. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's exactly it. <laughs> yes. He was this like... This is not his idea. He stole this. Nail guy yeah. stole this. Nail guy stole <laughs> It's like a Malcolm Gladwell thing, I think. <laughs> yeah. He was like, if you're a seven mm -hmm. and you're a woman, he goes, you should date a six mm -hmm. so that he feels so lucky to have you. He oh. goes, but you, you, if you're a seven and you're trying to get a nine, he's going for a 10. Okay. Let me poke, let me yeah, poke. Holes at it. It. Well, yeah. it's less that and more, of course, every woman is like a beautiful princess and like deserves the best or whatever. Mm. If we are talking just structurally, like just face structurally, nines go with nines, tens go with tens, five and under, it's kind of like whatever. And then of course <laughs> the city you live in really Wow. Yeah. Like affects the number. It really <laughs> does. Like I'm way hotter in New York <laughs> than in LA because everyone's like perfection is our commodity here. Mm -hmm. Um but it so if we're just talking that, however, the things that make men more attractive don't necessarily make women more attractive. Like uh, a sense of humor. Like most guys are like, can't wait to get a boner and laugh. Like <laughs> Usually it's very intimidating. Money is very intimidating. Yeah. Right. Sense of self. There are plenty of men like my husband, who find those things attractive. Mm -hmm. Right. The key as a woman is to not be, um, not be dissuaded by the men who want the things that you can't offer. Right. Like if you are strong and you go for guys that are intimidated by it, like you just have to change that perspective. So you get a lot of girls that are really hurt and they're like, men don't like a strong woman. They don't like this. They don't like that. I'm like, no, there are so many good, you're giving it, you're applying this broad brushstroke to it. 
Find your strengths mm-hmm. and don't settle for anything less than someone who likes those. Right. Agreed. That is your flaw that you can't see that. Right. Because I've had, like, I went out with this really attractive guy who was an actor. <laughs> and, and we never even kissed, which was a bummer for me. But we went out and, like, the feedback was like, I just, he's like, I think you're too smart. Which, Are like, you did it. And I'm like, I am. You're, you're like, so thank hot. you. If we could just kiss a little. <laughs> that is so. Oh my God. But he That's actually being, said that. He was being honest. Yeah, he like, was genuinely like, you're too, like, smart, you're for too smart for me. Which is also wow. code for like, you're kind of not as hot as me. <laughs> That's okay. It's, uh, you know what okay. it is? It's, it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Actually, I don't have a what it is. Well, what, well what's number yeah. one for you? Like, I know you're married now, but okay. So that's who you're most attracted to. I guess. Yeah, because women are, we're cerebral creatures. Mm-hmm. And men can date like a blow up doll and that'll just be their wife and that's fine and they don't need to be challenged. But women need more. Like you will become unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um and you can even be an idiot. You still need someone that mentally stimulates you. That's why sure. hideous stand-up comics have like hot wives. <laughs> of course. Because making them laugh. Yeah. And I think about that, the ability to make a woman laugh. Like women love oh. a sense of humor, right? And That's number one for me. We can Same. look past looks. And it's not even about looking past as much as someone becomes attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I forgot the rest of it. But the sense of humor is... Oh, intelligence. Man. Intelligence is yours. I had a funny joke and I can't remember. Uh. It. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but a sense of humor is key and it's not so much for a guy. Do you believe, we were talking about this this morning too, do you believe um, a sense of humor is attached to intelligence? Yes. Agreed. But there's a sense of humor in the way that we say it, like a, like a sense of it versus mm. like you just think fart jokes are funny and like right. you're an incel. Like it just, I mean... The There's two a are difference. not related. Right. There's a difference. Right. To be witty and clever, you have to be obviously intelligent. Yeah. Like even stand-up comics you don't like or even comics you don't like, there's an intelligence behind it. Sometimes mm-hmm. people are playing a character. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's attractive always to men because nobody wants to feel intimidated. Mm-hmm. I think women are constantly, if you look at women as they get older, it's always like, I'm taking a class. Like your mother's taking French. Mm-hmm. Your mom's reading a book. I'm doing this learning annex. It's seldom your dad. Your dad's like, I'm going to die in this chair. <laughs> I don't want to know anything I don't want to know. So uh, a, a mind is a very attractive thing. Yeah. I mean, he can't be like an absolute bridge troll. But right. I think intelligence, kindness, like is, is key. Yeah. yeah. But you That's don't a good want one. someone. Somebody I read recently, they're like, when you meet someone, it shouldn't be butterflies. It should be calm. And I don't, I don't How know. How do you about, feel about that? Well, I've I was, never heard that. I think that person is just trying to explain something. But like when I met my husband, of course, I was excited to meet him. Like we met on like a date and whatever. There's butterflies. But halfway through the date, I was like, I feel like I've known this person my whole life. Like it right. feels like we've been married forever already. Not like a nagging, like pick up your underwear away. Like in a in a soul connection, like I know you from somewhere familiar cloth way. Just or- more in like a, I feel very comfortable with you. Like we feel like we came not, you know, like similar ilk. Um... And so, yeah, I think it actually just doesn't matter as long as you're happy. doesn't matter if you get butterflies or calmness. <laughs> yeah. I think people tell you whatever their story was. 100%. No, you know what I mean? Should be. Like, this is the way it should be. Like, you should feel this. You should feel that. Like, who's to say? 
Who's to say that you shouldn't go see a weird documentary on your first date and then take Percocets and get drunk? Like, who's to say <laughs> yes. that shouldn't be your first date? <laughs> that sounds That's amazing. amazing. It was the best. Yeah. <laughs> he had a broken arm. And I was like, you get any pills for that? He's like, yeah. And I was like, do you want to take them with alcohol? He's like, I've never done that. I'm like, come with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was the documentary? Yeah. It was called Tickled. Did Th you see this? That's David Farrier's. That's my friend's documentary. Okay, how would I know that? Because he's a documentary That's my friend. Yeah. Um, it was great. And it's not like a first... I thought it Fucking was... Fucking weird. Well, we didn't know that it had that weird like homoerotic twist toward yeah. the end. So I'm just like, do you want to see this documentary? And he was like, I'll get tickets. And he talked so loud. Oh, no. No. And I knew I liked him because I wasn't annoyed. I thought oh. it was because he was like excited to be on the date. That's cute. Like you weren't embarrassed or Correct. like, yeah. I was like, you are so loud and like so pumped to be. <laughs> and then <laughs> and it got like weird. Hard. It yeah. gets real weird, yeah. <laughs> and then I went and did a set and he came with me. It's in the book too. But Aww. I know it wasn't like a, you need to watch my act and love it. I'm okay with not being my husband's favorite comic, but I had booked a set for that night because I was like, if this guy's a turd, I don't want to miss out on going to do a set. Right. Like, do you want to miss a workout? No. No. And so at the end of the day, at the movie, I was like... Wait, after the Percocet and the alcohol, then you did a set? <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> I never drink or anything and do that. No, no, it was we met for the movie, saw the movie, it yeah. was super loud. I wore cutoff shorts that like I wouldn't wear now, but I think it was okay then. <laughs> Like, he was like, there was this summer where like, he's like, you were trying to like be the cutoff short girl. And I was like, I was. <laughs> I didn't try. I was. but uh, And I said to him, this is going great. I did book a set just in case this was awful. <laughs> but you know, it's only 15 minutes. I was like, would you like to come? Um, and and it, if this works out, I guess you'll have to see the act at some point. Right. And he said, okay. And I knew he was a mensch because we went to the set. One of my best friends was running the show and they gave us drink tickets. And I don't drink before shows ever. So I gave him my drink ticket. I said, why don't you get a drink? And he was like, I'll wait for you. Aww. I'll wait to get loaded with you. That's <laughs> so cute. And then we left and we dropped off the car. I wouldn't go in his house just in case he was a bad person. And he brought out. And then we went and we just went all along the east side and just drank a lot. <laughs> How long That's has it so been? Fun. How long have you guys been together? Uh, we, we've been we've been married for four years. Wow. Yep. <laughs> You're like, I had to think. What was that? That and my daughter's birthday. Shorts. I always get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and I so, know. Summer of shorts. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you meet him? On Raya. Oh, really? Shout out to a dating app that's not paying me to plug it, but like, yeah. yeah. Good. Well, how do you feel about, well, obviously Raya worked for you. You met your husband. Thank you for this iced coffee, by the way. Do you guys all get green teas? <laughs> matcha lattes. Matcha is like, we. it's a tradition now that we all have matcha lattes. I shouldn't you, Yeah. Oh, did you not share that you were getting a matcha? I just I, I didn't know it was a thing. Rob, so what, what did you wants. do? I was kidding. Oh, <laughs> we, get, we get in trouble. Yeah, next for, time. I've already had three cups of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I, stop. I love it. It's like my... I know. Um, How do we survive? It actually life? hurts. Like my stomach always hurts and I'm always on like overdrive, but I'm like, I'd rather exist like this. <laughs> Same. I'd rather feel this than nothing at all. <laughs> um, how do I feel, Dating apps? Um, yeah. I had never done a dating app mm -hmm. because... And you can appreciate this. You're much more famous than I am. But like, you can't... No, no, for sure. You were on, you were on some major television shows. You can't be like, hi, I'm Rachel Bilson. And I'm just like on hinge. Like, come at me. <laughs> no. there. And so I've always been like just... Why did you... Are you on? No. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I founded it. A... I've always been just famous enough that I couldn't 
be that exposed publicly, but not famous enough that it's like, oh, we're on George Clooney's yacht this weekend. And because I don't work on a TV show because I was a stand-up, like you work alone a lot. Yeah. And I don't want to date other stand-ups. So your mm. pool is small. So it's like, maybe you'll meet someone or like, maybe it'll be a friend. Um, and so I just never did them because it didn't feel, it felt too vulnerable and not like in a, you need to be more vulnerable and like a safety. Like, I don't want some dude who's like watched all my clips. Yeah, and, no, like, that's creepy. Yeah. It just felt bad. Yeah. And so that's it. And so finally, Raya came along and there was like, it was the first one I think that had like some exclusivity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there was like a paywall or you had to be invited. And not that everyone on there is a celebrity, but like it was all under this like tacit understanding that like we are in some way or another artist or artist adjacent. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to like take a bunch of pictures of you. Right. It just felt a little safer. So I was like, I'll give it a shot. Went on a couple dates. Still talking to those dudes. And uh, <laughs> and I met him, and I was his first riot date. Really? So, yeah. Oh, good. Aww, Shut it so down. Cool. What does he yeah, do? Yeah, I was gonna say he is a chef. Awesome. awesome. It is awesome. That is awesome. I'm not even gonna pretend it's not awesome. Um, <laughs> and he opened. He was the opening chef of this uh, place called Blood Sows. You probably know it because you're a boy. Um, because men love Blood Sows. Your husband barbecue. Loves it. Yeah, barbecue. So he was the opening oh, pit wow. master for that. And just wrote Kevin Bledsoe's cookbook. He also oh, wow. opened up the Prime Pizza. He's not like the owner, but opening chef for that. Yeah. Kofax, he did like the breakfast burrito that Hollywood loves so much. And he writes, like he wrote Jeremy Fox's cookbook. And he writes a lot of cookbooks That's so for awesome. chefs. And he's kind of like the guy you call to be like, how do I make this better? Rob loves him already. Yeah. I get Prime Pizza all the time. It's tasty. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, he... Like, well, I'll be at home and he'll be like recipe testing a salad. Like, the oh, that's his salad. Man. Yeah. You really have a figure now. See, that's yeah. sexy. <laughs> that is hot. In a man that can cook. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had a man that can cook? Yeah. For sure. Men love, secretly men are, like, are loving cooking. I would love my man to cook, but he doesn't. I don't really cook and it's not like a feminist thing as much as like it doesn't spark joy. Yeah. <laughs> I just like ugh, a dish. Like I get I eat a lot of things off of like um like kitchen rags. And my husband's like, why don't you take out a plate? I'm like, cause I don't want to wash the plate. Right. So I will eat this over the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like a raccoon. Yeah. Um I think cleaning is the worst part of cooking. And I think when you are a chef or when you are a I get no a chef, like you're just used to it. Mm -hmm. So right. he's always like it's just yeah. part of the gig. Um but yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, you get to reap all of the benefits. Here's of a it. question for you. Yeah. So he didn't tell me this until recently. We've been together for five years or six years, but married for four years. Um. Okay. What the first time he cooked for me, he was like, "I'm gonna make you pasta." Like, what do you? What kind of pasta do you want? And I don't like love pasta. I just don't. But I was like, can, if you make pasta like spaghetti, I'm like, can you put chicken on it? And I don't think that's weird, but apparently he revealed to me it's like this trashy suburban, <laughs> like corporate restaurant, like very Maggiano. I was like, put a ch add a chicken breast for three ninety five. Yeah, <laughs> and it, I didn't know because I'm from Dallas, where like everything's a corporate restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> like would that give you pause if someone asked for a chicken breast on their pasta? It sounds like my husband who's from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Like it sounds like him and his family. They'd be like, oh, we're having pasta with chicken like it's you it. need a protein yeah yeah just, like i don't know i've been cooking for myself for so long i'm like you have i always have to have a protein it's always chicken and it was until recently he was like i judged you for it but i didn't <gasps> want to say anything so i just made it for you and oh, like so cute now so we're married sweet. with a kid and he's like it's trash <laughs> <laughs> it's now trash. i would never do it but like right well rob's a super foodie do you how do you feel about chicken on pasta That's something my mom would do Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, it's a Midwest thing. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's like 
we've been taught, you know, you need your you need your protein. Americans are obsessed with it. And I never it never occurred to me. Go to like Caraba's Grill with your mom and stepdad and you get a pasta with chicken on it. Yeah. <laughs> so many people listening are like their heads are exploding on the freeway. The only <laughs> chicken I think is suitable for being on a pasta would be like a Parmesan. Yeah. Right? Oh, chicken, chicken par- par- on pasta? I mean, That's I'm like not... you have a side of pasta. You have a side, a side of, of pasta, needed? but I'm just saying like, do you like chicken on pasta? I do like the like you know, trashy, oh, yeah. trashy chicken food, and though. broccoli and pasta. You know, yeah, that's, that's very delicious. like chain. Yeah, yes. that's what it is. It is. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah, I, it's tasty. Listen, it's yeah. tasty. It's I, just not elegant. I saw a dish last night that was like a one pot dish with cheese, broccoli, chicken, and pasta. That am I going to make it? Great. Fuck yes, I am. And it's going to be delicious. And that's Especially with the cheese. I, I mean, come on. That's going to be delicious. I'm a big fan of shitty food though. But I like nice food. Yeah. I'd appreciate it. But I'm Big Let fan. the record reflect. She does like nice food. I do she does. sometimes, but I am a bigger fan of shitty. Whenever yeah. I cook dinner, my husband's yeah. like, you can make me anything and I think it's great. And oh. I'd be like, and you're like, oh no. Yeah. And then I'll and then if I go home with him and eat like food that was prepared from where he's from, I'm like, oh, I get it. Well, Pittsburgh, having been there many times, like that's <laughs> it's weird because Pennsylvania is, you know, you half of the state is East Coast. The Philly side. Yes. My mom's from Philly. Right. We have the Pittsburgh the is Midwest. Yeah. Which is weird <laughs> because Ohio is considered Midwest. And if you look at a map, it is nowhere near the Midwest. <laughs> it is very far east. It is a very strange place. Um, but Pittsburgh, that's very, like, that's, it's not rust belt or maybe it is, but it's cold and it's blue collar. And it they is. are just eat, like, that whole area of the country is like, I'm freezing. And I need it. And I'm hungry. <laughs> Buffalo. I think of Buffalo, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, all the cities that I play. These are places where people are drinking a lot. They yep. love their team. And they're cold. They love and they their team. <laughs> this is it. You got it. Nailed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're out. They got their accent. And they're angry. And they're hungry. <laughs> they're hungry. <laughs> like Permantis. Oh, Permantis. Do you know how many Permantis? Have you had Vito's Pizza? No. It sounds atrocious. It's atrocious. It's so good, though. So good. They give it to you, like, not cooked with just, like, the cheese on top. And then it melts in the car when you drive home. It's, like, a thing. But I've had a lot of Permanis sandwiches. The Permanis sandwich, do you know about these? No. It's this thing in Pittsburgh. It's it's Permanti Brothers, but they say Permanis. Permanis. It's It's a sandwich. It's a hamburger with fries in it. And the reason it was done that way was for, like, the steel workers, like, on their break. It's like how people put peanuts in their Coke. Like, it was a quick way to eat. Wait, peanuts in their Coke? That's, like, a regional thing somewhere. Okay. Hmm. Everybody's got their thing. I guess so. And I'm, some I want to try all of these though. I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> I, I only know a few from different states. and But uh, it's good, but it, I've had it's it It's literally sober. a burger with fries in fries it? Fries in it, but like a lot of fries. And Sounds great to me. Or sandwiches, like roast beef sandwiches, yes. and it's got like coleslaw and french fries in it. But great. when you eat it sober, you're like, I got to lay down. <laughs> it's for drunk food. Right. It's for hard workers and drunk food. It's not for like 2 p.m. Like, let's do this and go to a farmer's market. <laughs> See, and I'm, I'm sober, and he took me there for the first time, and that's all we ate mm. the whole time I was there. Oh, my God. And he was like, you're going to die. It's so good. And I ate it. Like, and I'm going like, to die. I was literally. Yeah, I was like, "Is there like a? Do you guys have salads here no. anywhere in Listen this to town? Me. Like one? It is the thing when we're on the road. You know, you're flying to all these different places, and I love these cities, and I love the people, and like getting to tour this country and have a working knowledge of my country versus just what you see on the news, which is so polarizing. And in LA, it's easy to like write off everyone. So I so appreciate that. But 
You go to some cities, and I'm not even talking about like food desert, socioeconomic disparity. We're just talking cultural taste. Yep. Some places you're just like, I just, I, it can't be another biscuit. <laughs> just <laughs> I drink. cannot have another biscuit. <laughs> and so I'll just like drink coffee all day until I find a chicken breast. <laughs> and whole foods are more ubiquitous now, but like, I mean, I've had like vending machine dinners. Like sometimes you're just like, I need, like my arteries need a break. Yeah. Yeah. The South is the number one offender. Because everything's like home cooking. Oh. It's insane how, uh, and it's, you know, it's good for a little bit, but like then you try to get a salad and they're like, okay, like how many pounds of ranch did you want? <laughs> yeah. You're like, just the green stuff, please. Oh. So yeah, we got sick my language. the only place yeah. we could eat, the only salad I could find in the entire town was at an olive garden. And I remember Listen, just like... don't knock the olive I'm garden not, I'm not going to hit a nerve with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not you knocking the olive offended. garden. <laughs> but I These wanted my green. One green leaf. No, like, I love Cheesecake Factory. I said yeah. <laughs> You need something green. I mean, people, places are getting better. I remember when I first started going to Nashville, there was a I mean, the the Gulch, which is now this like huge tourist area. Right. But there was a place called the Turnip Truck. Um, and it's not like going back that many years, but like this is before everyone started moving to Nashville and it has like juices and it's like a, it's like, a little, little market. It's a yeah, little market. I love that market. And I would just hung over after like nights at Zany's this is forever ago. Like I would just drag myself there for like a beet juice because like I could not have any more hot chicken. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you got to find those little hippie places. Right. They do exist everywhere. They do. They do. It's just harder to find in some places. You got to bring your own food, your own little sniggity snacks. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, well, because you go on tour, right? Yeah. So now how is that going to look now with a kid? Well, I will say this. Shout out to my daughter. I toured pregnant with her. I did a full month in Europe. We did like Whoa. 15 shows. I was seven months pregnant. And I had the best time. <sighs> I went everywhere. I ate everything. My husband was deathly ill. He caught something. And he, he had to go to like a Swedish emergency room. Oh and I'm just like, I'll be on the treadmill. I thought I was going to give birth to a raisin because I was like sucking the life out of my daughter. Like I had so much energy. <laughs> Food never tasted better. Like I had the best wow. time. Yeah. So she was cool. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I don't take her because she has her schedule. Yeah. And we have the nanny. Mm -hmm. And my husband doesn't come on the road. So I don't, I think, I don't want to be selfish if I don't have to take her. Just at this, you know, yeah. she's trying, we're sleeping and we're doing things. And maybe when she's a little bit older, but I also, I don't know, like, you should know how to order room service. You shouldn't expect it. Like, I don't want her to be like a brat. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah. And it's also, you're tra it's so much, even for an adult, like it's so much, you're on the move. Uh -huh. So it, that would be hard for her, I right. think. Right. No, but I think that's that's smart and like it's respectable. You know what I mean? If just, you have the resources. Yeah. I understand yeah, yeah, taking, yeah, yeah. you know, there's no judgment there, but it's more just, God, as a woman, you're always just like, and no judgment. No judgment. I know. I, so I know. I know. She stays home. <laughs> yeah. And also she goes to bed at 6.30. So it's not like 6 30? she's- 6.30? That's, that's what the nanny said. So I just went with it. Does she sleep through the night? Sometimes. Wow. Sometimes. And did you sleep trainer? Did she That's sleep trainer? Yeah. Or you sleep training her? I mean, she goes to bed. Maybe she'll get up at midnight for like a little bit of bottle, but like the kid can that's why she's nine feet tall. Cause she <laughs> just like and she gets up early. Wow. But even if she went to bed at eight, like I go to work, so I won't see her. Even if I wanted to be, I don't get to enjoy her when I get home. Well, she's right. asleep. Anyways. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. because I work at night. So well, that kind of works out. Yeah. But yeah. How hard is it to get up in the morning then? I don't get up. You're like, I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. My nanny does it. Oh, okay. I don't even care if people judge me for that. Everybody would have a full-time nanny if they could. And before I even had the baby, I was like, this is, I will spend the money on this. This is the life I'm choosing. 
Yeah. I, I just had to, my nanny, I just moved back here from being up north. So she didn't move back with us, yeah. our nanny. And I've cried every day since she's been gone. <laughs> like I'm going through an actual heartbreak. Yeah. Because you get so attached to them. Also, I did you have that nanny? You only have one kid? Two kids. Two. Was she there from the beginning, like the day you gave birth? She wasn't. She was there from the time we moved to that town. My son was only three months old. Right. He's three and a half now. She's, she's been by she's my family. Side. Yeah. She is part of our heart. That you pay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that you pay. Yeah. But she but, does so much. Yeah. Uh, Myrna, who Love probably Myrna. hate that I'm saying her name because she doesn't like, I'm always like, get on the Instagram with me. She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> she, and I'm like, really? You don't want fame? She was there the day, this is actually a crazy story. So, you know, getting, I mean, you probably know this, like getting a, a nurse, a baby, like help, like, and especially in LA, like these things book out before you're pregnant. <laughs> I don't know if you've had that experience. I haven't. I haven't had help like that. Like my mom helps me out a lot. Okay. Yeah. But I mom. have a lot of cool. friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that's fucking great. That's great. Uh, but no, like there's agencies. There's all it's these a whole things. thing. Yeah. It's a thing. whole racket. So I start calling people who have a lot more money than me just to see like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And and we're, we're like, I trust you. So start getting names, start interviewing. You know, one woman was a total lunatic. She was like, I'll have your baby sleeping through the night by two weeks. Also, I smoke cigarettes. And I'm just like, I guess <laughs> oh, that's no. so. so like, and, if, and, and you find someone you like. And then it's like, sorry, the, the family that I'm with actually is going to keep me. Like uh, these women make so much money. Uh -huh. So, much so I find money. this woman. Her name is Cheryl. And she seems great. And I want to say she's from Trinidad. And I FaceTime her and she is in like a high rise in Manhattan with this other family. Yeah. And I was like trying to put the, sometimes you can put the pieces together and figure out what celebrity it is. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, okay, like this is legit. So I, we talk, I'm like, Cheryl's great. I'm going to have Cheryl. Great. This woman's going to live with us. It's going to be great. Tell me everything. And she's like, you need to send X amount of dollars like deposit. I'm like, okay. So I just like PayPal this woman, <laughs> like no. a bunch of money. And then about two weeks before I'm supposed to give birth, I start getting these texts from her that are like, I'm not feeling like I'm sick. I, it's not COVID. It's like a respiratory thing, like sporadic text and like a couple of voice memos that sound really sick. And my spidey senses, I'm like, this is a scam. Like, yeah, she was a reference, but like, and like the picture's all blurry. And it, she was, turns out, like deathly ill <gasps> in the hospital. And so, of course, I'm like attached to this woman now and I'm scared for her because it looks really bad. But I'm also like, what about my money? Right. Like, what am I going to do? She goes, I'm going to send you my cousin. And I'm like, okay, but I don't know her and I know you. I like text with this cousin. I get a reference. I don't know the woman. I'm like, and I'm like, is this reference a fake friend? Like, yeah. you ever like right, right, pose yeah. as someone's boss yeah. for like a friend for a reference? Duh. <laughs> and yeah. And so I'm like, what do I do about the money? She's like, I'll get it from my cousin. And I came home from the hospital and Myrna was there. <gasps> oh, Myrna's, Myrna's the, the cousin. cousin. Myrna was the cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Everything for the baby had been set up. Like oh my, my um, God. My mother-in-law had like, like she came like a day early while I was in the hospital. She's like, like does she have another cousin? <laughs> yeah, I need her. Myrna knows everyone. I need her. And I <laughs> walk in, of course you're emotional. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I hired her, of course, for the help, but also like I needed a woman to teach me how to be a mother. That's mm -hmm. right. I don't know this stuff. No, Why would how I? can you know anything? Even though at the beginning of the podcast, I was like, you naturally know, but you don't no, know No, you don't really. Things. No, of course. That's what I was saying. We don't know. No. We need to know. Why would I know? Why would I know any of this? And she does not take her eyes off my child. The professionalism on this woman, I, I, don't, I don't have that kind of attention span. Anyways, the education I've received just from being near her mm -hmm. while she cares for my baby, just the things that you want to know, it's 
invaluable. Yeah. I couldn't agree Myrna. more. I love Myrna. We, everyone else. I, I, need, I need Myrna. You need a Myrna. Myrna. She it, does not play. She doesn't play. I think for me too, it's like the camaraderie, like even just having someone there to help me as far as like, even if they don't have the answers, like if I think that there's something really isolating about becoming a new mom and you're there and you're with this kid yeah. and you're like, I don't know what to do or what they need or I what know. I should, like, even if there's someone else there to be like, does this feel right to you? Do you think, like, I find it helpful to just have someone by my side. All it was someone, <laughs> I hired her to check my work. Like, that's what it is. If I'm doing something, right. I, yeah. I don't know. Right. I didn't know a little baby couldn't have water. Right. Right. No, I had to think about it. I'm like, they can't have water. And you forget everything too. Yeah. Yeah. Everything goes out of your head. Like if you have another one, you won't remember any of this. Right. And so really like, I just am there. She does everything on her own and I'm there and I spend as much time with my daughter as I can. But like, I don't know. Like if she starts crying, like Myrna knows which one that is. And to anyone that might judge that, like I need to make money to send my daughter to college and pay for our mortgage. Like this isn't like I'm out back like snorting cocaine and just like reading Us Weekly. Right. And so, I don't know whose life that is. <laughs> but she, I also have to say this because I thought this was the funniest thing. Like all I ever want in this life is a perspective that I wasn't aware of. Like I, all I ever want is to get my mind blown. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when it comes to like cultural differences. And I say this from just like a purely inquisitive place. So Myrna's from Jamaica, very matriarchal society. Like mm-hmm. she does not fuck, like I think white women are very different when it comes to like what white parents allow. And Myrna is just like, if the baby cries, like she is playing you. Do not pick her up. Like it's very <laughs> like, and she's right. And the baby knows what's going on. So the other day it was raining here in LA, as you may have felt. I don't know if you felt it. It was raining. <laughs> and I go, Myrna, g- give me Sierra. She's like, why? I go, I'm going to take her outside. It's raining. And she goes, you people. And I go, what does that mean, Myrna? White people? She goes, yes, you people. She goes, white people. I go, what? She goes, white people always go in the rain. And I go, do black people not? She goes, no. And I go, you're right. Like when it rains, my first thought is I need to go stand in the rain. And it is such like a white woman, like, oh, the rain. She's like, I'm not going out there. It's like that whole Drew Barrymore Barrymore video of her in the rain. In the rain. And she's like, you're not taking my baby out in the rain. I'm like, the rain, Myrna. She's like, you're not taking her. My first thought is, how do I get in that rain? Oh my gosh. Right? What did you, like, I put my feet in the rain. Yeah. Not yours no, when it rains? I don't think so, but that's just because I hate being wet. Oh. Oh, but whenever I see the rain, I'm like, it's raining. Yeah, it's like, very yeah. exciting. Put it's the baby exciting. up so she can feel it. She's like, you're not taking my baby. Oh. <laughs> oh my we'll stay in. Oh and it was God. such a cultural difference. And I, it was so funny. It's so like the lowest stakes. Like it's the rain. But I just, I love like getting little yeah. gems like that. Yeah. I, I feel like them. too though, with, uh, with having kids, like... I need someone like that because my instinct, like today, my son was like wanting to stay home from school, right? That's his instinct. Want to stay home from school. I'm like, let's let him, you know? And my husband's like, he needs to go to school. Yeah. And I need someone to be like, the kid is playing you, you know? Yep. And I feel like I always want to make it softer and easier Mm. for the kid, but really that makes soft, easy kids. Okay. Right? If Yeah. And I need someone to check me. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You need but to check. But you're doing it from a place <laughs> of, oh my God, what if there is a real reason and he really needs this? Like, you're really doing the best you can. You're not right. being soft. You're, you're being sweet. And well, you need someone to be like, 
he, yeah, he's he's playing you. Right. It's not about his emotions. He just doesn't want, like, yeah. there's that fine line. Yeah. Because there might be a day where there is a real reason. For sure. I mean, my daughter recently had a cold, so she had to stay home from school, right? And, like, I thought it would just be one day. It was super mild. And the next day, she's like, I still don't feel good. And I'm like, is she trying to, mm. she just wants to watch Descendants all day, you know? So I say, <laughs> all right, you can stay home. But you're not allowed to watch Descendants. The you, George Clooney movie? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. That's her favorite movie. <laughs> I'm like, what, how smart no. is this girl? <laughs> it's her favorite. She loves George. Um, but so I was the like... Hawaiian? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, there's a TV show It's a for Disney, kids. Yes, Unaware. It's, okay, go ahead. All the, all the villains' children. Oh, cute. Uh-huh. So, and I'm like, but you're not going to be allowed to watch TV. But for me, I'm like, fuck. Because like, I actually need her to watch TV. She's home all day. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, you're not allowed to watch. Do you still feel like you don't feel good and need to stay home? She was like, yeah, I really don't feel good. And I'm really like, yeah. So I was like, well, all right. She called your bluff. A little bit. She was She was not feeling well. She loves school. So I have to say it wasn't. But anyway. I it, don't know, Rachel. It I sounds know. like your daughter. Fuck you guys. <laughs> wow. I need to be checked. Wow. <laughs> Myrna. Myrna, help. Help. But yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I am very chill with my daughter, like about certain things. Mm -hmm. Some things like I, like preschool. Like smoking weed, you're like, fine. <laughs> like <laughs> per Percocet. <laughs> I was just, say? I shouldn't have shared that. It was just the one time. <laughs> but like preschool in LA is like a very competitive thing. Oh my God. No, it's insane. Even if you aren't like testing to get in, like just spots. Yeah. You don't go to your two. My daughter's eight months old and I went to the preschool yesterday and this is the second time we've been. Oh my God. Because in our area, there's like this one preschool and they only take a couple kids because it's small. Right. And I showed up. I was like, I just want to reintroduce you. And she was like, well, here's the form. I was like, I'm going to fill it out here. She's like, you could just drop it. I was like, I'm going to fill it out right here. So I filled it out and, and there's like, an application fee and I was just like I'm Venmoing you she's like you don't I'm like it's happening right now I need to show you that I'm very serious about this like I think when it comes to things that meant a lot to my family growing up like there's no like you're not fucking around but like yo if you want to put that hairbrush in your mouth that's okay right <laughs> what do you mean by test though like, like a, test preschool? private schools like the, they test I, preschoolers like when I I went to like a college preparatory school growing up and so to get in when you're younger like they want it they want smart kids and so mm -hmm. they want to see how you think you know wow. so I think there's all different ways it depends on the type of kid you have right you right. know you could have a kid who's a brilliant artist and can't do math that would be me so it just depends so some schools especially if it's a school that it's not about the kid it's just about like did you get in on time mm -hmm. yeah I'm like I'm gonna control what I can like, I filled this out. Here's the vet. Right. Like, right. I will see you in exactly two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It's crazy, but it, it's more like a college thing to get into school in LA, like for these young kids. And it's insane. Like, but, yeah. The money, the applications, the testing, the interviews. Like, Liam Vincent's, he's already a on the list. month younger than yours. Mm. And he's already, yeah, preschool's figured out now. And, but at the same time, you're just like, by the time my daughter gets to college, if we're not colonizing Mars, like, Will a college education have the same value that it does now? Will the things that we value educationally, like, will you be able to just make money from like fidgeting with a Rubik's Cube on TikTok? Mm -hmm. You y can do that. You can do that. I, I was always so precious about education. And of course, you. it's almost more important to me that she be worldly versus like a good test tanker. Like yeah. academic institutions were never my strong suit either. And so it's all, I guess you just have to see what kind of kid do you have? Yeah. And then, Right lean into that. Yeah, it's different. It's such an individualized. Yeah. Thing, Do you, you think know? lean into it? So here's my. Uh, this is where I'm conflicted. Or not? I have no parental advice. No, I know. <laughs> but I like, I just, I'm just curious what you think about this because. So I have two kids. Wait, what's wrong with a hairbrush in the mouth? 
I feel like there was hair in, in it. Oh, like oh, choke on no, hair? I mean, I just, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't know if Myrna like told you something about a hairbrush and I was like, I need to oh, know. Oh, no, there's no hairbrush <laughs> advice. Okay. I'll, I'll think of any gems of wisdom if I can think of any Please. that she gave me. <laughs> so do you think that when your child has strengths, you lean into it? Like, let's say I have one child who's really artistic, mm-hmm. right? Loves to sit there and draw all day long. Cannot throw catch a ball mm. does not want to play sports he Rachel laughs because it's like <laughs> it's, just, it's so like I so I went yesterday I had to talk to the PE coach because I was like look he's petrified of you he doesn't want to come to school oh, no. if he yeah, has PE that if he day. has PE and then I watched he's like why don't you stick around and watch PE and I watched and I was like oh fuck he looks like a wounded duck <laughs> like it's bad yeah you know and so I'm like do I lean further into his skills right and just be like you don't need to do that. Let's focus on your art. Or is it like you kind of got art on lock? Do we lean into the stuff that you're not getting? From Get you us? on track for the 2029 Winter Olympics. Yeah, you know what There's I'm no saying. Odd like, number Olympics. Like I know you're not um, here to is give us advice, I but I just want to know your. It's always even years. Yeah, yeah two and four. Yeah, thank, every four. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> um, like, do you think you go further into it, or or do you go into I can only say what I think. Yeah, I'm just curious. Now, granted, what you think. her strong suit right now is taking my sunglasses and putting them in her mouth. <laughs> right, like that is what she is best at. So I don't know what I don't you're not know. leaning right. into that. We're not leaning into that because they're very expensive. <laughs> um, I, I guess it's like that thing. I would imagine as a parent, like the things you always want your kid to do the things that were important to you. Like I fish, so I want my son to right. go fishing. I played sports growing up. I am not like an accomplished athlete. But it was just a thing everybody played. And I think it, I think sports, and it can be any sport, those are important to me. I think that's an integral part of development. And I think it's not about succeeding at it. I think it's about learning teamwork Mm -hmm. and learning how to lose. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I would just be like, look, you got to go out there. You got, you don't have to be great at running. Like you just have to do it. And I'm not, there's no pressure, but you can't just not do the things you don't want to do. And I remember I went to this high school. I came out of public school and I went to a private school that was like hyper competitive and I, it was private. So like everybody can play on the team. Uh, You don't have to try out for it. You may not get to play, but I went for the volleyball team and we had two a days and I'd never, I was going to ninth grade. We had never done two a days before, which are awful. Anybody who's played a sport can tell you like two a days. It's for anyone listening. You practice in the morning and you practice in the afternoon Mm. and it's Texas and it's hot and you're running a mi- two miles a day. And it's just a lot if you're not like an athlete that's trained for it. Right. And it was so hard. It was so physically difficult. And these girls were like, girls who might go play in college. Like this was serious. And I came home crying because I had never had to do anything like that. And I was like, I think I'm just, and I'm not going to play volleyball. And my mom was like, you need to go back. Like, even though you hate it, even though you're not going to be a volleyball player, you got to go back. And I was like on JV the whole year. I was not great. But she didn't let me quit just because, right. like, I thought it was hard. And I think that's important. I think it's an important lesson. And yes. if you're looking at the lessons you're teaching your kids, not so much like forcing them to do something they don't want to do. But I agree, there is a lot of value. You got to see it through. To see got to go to through. class. That's he doesn't what, have to play next year, but you got to right. Go. That's gotta exactly go. where I'm at. I but see. also, yeah. the team, you know, being on a team is really good. Just as you can tell, the kids who didn't play sports. My my wife and I have that because she did not play any sports. Yeah, and she is the sorest loser. Oh, see, I play a lot of sports. I'm a very sore loser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the worst at it. I hate losing at board games. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but, I just think 
it's just there's uh, just valuable things in it and mm-hmm. even if they hate it or find the thing they hate the least and just have them stick it out because it's an important lesson I, I agree that's with that. what we're doing and I feel like that's important too I was just curious yeah, on opinion. your take because no, because he really I've never seen a kid run so more you run so horrible more anti-anything physical maybe he's a better it's like anything. Well, and he wrestles really well because like, he wrestles his dad. So he has the coordination and the strength. Jeff was a wrestler, strength. wasn't he? Jeff was a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I'm like... My husband wrestled. Is that weird? Yeah, I think it's weird. I do. I feel, don't I you think outfits, it's weird? I feel like the outfit's very weird in wrestling. I, I guess I don't think about... I just remember Foxcatcher 5. What was the movie called? Yeah. Uh, Firefox? The... One with Steve Carell. Yeah. Oh. Foxcatcher. I think it's just yeah. Foxcatcher. I think it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I'm, serious My movie. husband also went to like UCLA for playwriting. So he's not like <laughs> this premier like Greco-Roman wrestler. But I just think it's like all about what's important to me and what's important to me that I pass on versus forcing on them. You know, I know she's going to be taller than me, so I will encourage her to play a sport that I couldn't play. <laughs> she's already taller than me. Oh, yeah. She oh. will be a top Believe model. Believe me, I, I, yeah, I... She will be <laughs> top model. I share that. I mean, I'm only 5'2", so anyone's taller than me. But my daughter is, like, for sure. Tall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that generation's going to be very tall. She does, and she's really athletic, and I'm, and I'm happy she's into it, though. She actually likes to do the things. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's the whole, the whole thing. The team plan. I mean, I just, I can't help but laugh all the time at Elliot, her son. Because Briar and him are friends, and she's always like, Ellie, you want to come learn how to surf with me? You want to play tennis? Every time he's like, no. The the, the kid knows what he is. Yeah. He's an artist. I mean, he's really a really good, like, he draws all day long, and he's really good at it. And so I'm like, you know, he may not be an athlete, but it's important to do the things that we're not necessarily good at, too. For sure. Right? And also, like, just heart health-wise. Right. And and move your body life. Yeah. Like knowing how to work out and if it's always been a part of your life, like Mm -hmm. just, yeah, being, especially as an artist, like understanding your body and being in touch with it Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. I like break my jaw texting every day, but still. (laughs) How do you break your jaw Just clenching it and you're hunched over. Yeah. Like I just, I had physical therapy this morning, like from (laughs) texting. Just from, who knows, just life. I don't know. Maybe standing too much, maybe being at a keyboard, but. I don't know. I At think a keyboard? Yeah. Text. Oh, yeah. that kind of keyboard. Any keyboard. <laughs> I thought you meant like, <laughs> I was like, like you're a musician too? I'm a musician. I am a synth <laughs> It's musician. part of your act. Yeah. <laughs> I play a lot of piano live on stage. Your neck doesn't hurt all the time? Mine does. No. Yeah. Yeah. No? I've never Mine... heard someone say it doesn't. Their neck? No. Oh. I have, I, I, I don't think so. Really? Good. No. Your good. neck hurts? All the, yeah. All the time? Yeah. yeah. All the time. All the time. Oh. Rob? Huh. No, my neck's okay. Maybe they raise them differently in Granite Creek. Where are you from? I'm, I'm from here. <laughs> I don't know. Now Granite I'm like, Street. wait, why doesn't my neck hurt? Or it hurts so bad and you don't know a life without it hurting. So you don't know anything other than pain. <laughs> right. You're in so much pain right now and you have no idea what relief my feels like. My joints hurt. Right. Okay. Like my knees Good. hurt. Good. <laughs> Good, bitch. It's gonorrhea. <laughs> no, I don't want you to it's hurt. It's the gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was just like after, I don't know how old you are, but like after 35, I'm, I'm You're 39. assuming I'm over 35. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I, am. I made my nanny, new nanny, first day on the job. Guess how old I was? Olivia, yesterday. that's mean. It's harassment. I she know. harasses everyone. It's harassment. Why? She? You always have to. First of all, I assumed it. I mean, because you have two kids, yeah. right? And you live in LA. Yep. And I do. I find that a lot of women. You don't see a lot of like twenty-two-year-old moms in LA. 
In yeah. LA, it's like most moms are like 50. Yeah, exactly. And they just had the kid. I'm like, I'm going to be like 80 at my kid's graduation. Yeah, I said to her, I was like, how old do you think I am? And she goes, I know. How I, old is she? Asshole. She's 27. That's, wow, that's fine. <laughs> that's not like a baby. She said, I think you look young, but you're not. Oh, she's smart. Oh, but you're yeah. not. Yeah. She goes, I think you look young, but you're not. 42. And I was like, I'm 42. She and you're like, it. I've met my match. I'm like, <laughs> and, the curse and you're was hired. Broken. Yeah. yeah, you just crumble. <laughs> That's not fair because people will, even if you are hideous, which you're not, but even if you are, people are always going to be respectful. They're going to be like, 20, you look like a guy. I kind of want to meet the person that isn't though. Like, I'd be so curious to hear what their response is. I thought 42 yeah. was super honest, unless well, she really was. thought I was 48. I have no idea what a person... I thought you were younger than me and I Googled no. you. And it's, and I just turned 41. I know. I read that. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I guess because I always saw you on TV and I just assumed everybody's like a teenager. <laughs> but I don't know what anyone's supposed... Like, I talk about how like in LA in particular with the work that gets done. Uh, like, yeah. After like, maybe after 40, maybe after 35, like women make this choice. Like, do you want to look old or do you want to look weird? And yeah. women are just like, I'm going to opt for weird. And so <laughs> it's just, everybody's just like a little uncanny valley, like reptilian. And forget about the bad work, but like, I do feel like there's this like nebulous age in LA and we'll call it for like 25 to like 45 where like anything goes. Yeah. Like you're still young. You're still like, you're still cool. It's okay if you wear a crop top. Like we're all kind of <laughs> in this high school together. Yeah. And I don't know what anyone looks like because it's so warped from being here. I know. Because when you go to the rest of the country where people are quote unquote normal and they're like, oh my God, you're so skinny. And you're like, really? Because I feel huge in the jeans at home and I feel old. And it's really tough in LA. And it's really tough when you're on TV or in the yes. business. And I talk about this pretty openly because, yeah, yeah. you know, and I, again, it's like, you don't want to judge like whoever does things I or do doesn't do judge. things, but right. I do. Everybody well, does. Well, it's, it's hard for me because I haven't, you know, I'm 41 and you know, you, you start to age and I'm kind of tired of not seeing aging on yeah. faces when you're watching TV and stuff. But of course it's their choice, but it's a little tough because you don't really see anyone that looks, looks normal. Nor like natural. There's that and there's it skews everything because even though you know better, you think they look like that naturally. Even though I know it's impossible. Even though I know everyone on TV is wearing hair extensions. Right. I'm still mad at myself that I don't have that much hair. Even though you know it's fake. Right. And yeah. it, it does warp everything. And it is this sort of misogynist, I hate to say like patriarchal because that sounds annoying, but this lens with which we view women that you should always be like young and fertile or you're just like this old mom, mm -hmm, right. you know? And even when you start auditioning for like young mom, you're like, I don't feel like a young, like I don't feel like a mom because mm -hmm. like what's a mom? And then when I, I'll, t I'll be honest about this. When I do see a woman who has had absolutely no work done, I'm like, I don't like the way that looks. Right. I have not had any work done. Um, and I, and so it's like a weird thing, but it is, it's less about me being mean and more about like how your brain gets warped. Your brain does right. get warped. Like when they talk about like, like I'm always like, I have a real woman's body and nothing fits me. And when they show like real women modeling, I'm so fucked up from the 90s and from media that I'm like, that looks bad. Mm. But as a rail thin model, you get angry at that too. And right. so like you've been brainwashed. Right. Mm -hmm. When you do see a normal looking woman, you're like, oof, she, she, that doesn't look so good. Right. But, just, but then again, 
maybe they shot her in high def and they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Well, there was nothing cooler in the 90s than like Kate Moss and like all of that, right? And what we, like you're saying, and and it's just kind of, we'll sign it kind of the same generation. I mean, you're yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. a couple years younger, but that's what we... I am. Thank you. <laughs> I, am, I am younger. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> but it's Let true. Let me know if you need to know anything. Yeah. <laughs> but it does like perma warp your brain. To, and I talk about this and I do think race has a lot to do with it. Like, I've been reading this stuff about like the inextricable connection between like white supremacy and thinness, right? Hmm. Um, people talk about, you know, your access to the things that can make you thin, but also the sort of misogynistic thing of like, you know, wanting women to, women to disappear. And all of that I, I, I get. And that sort of uh, Nordic look, like that, like very narrow hips, like that narrow, like almost boy bodies, which are, if you think about it in fashion favored because gay men are doing the design. So it looks more like a man and also clothing hangs better off of less curves. A hanger. Which is the way, it you know, they want it mm -hmm. to look. And even though I, I don't have that body and even though I know it's wrong, like I will always want to be thinner. Mm -hmm. I say that without having an eating disorder as someone who had right. like multiple baked goods from Tartine this morning. <laughs> but it is in the back of your mind, like your preferred aesthetic will always be that rail thin look. Right. Even though you know that's bad and even though it is bad and wrong. And it's something that I, it's a generational thing that I won't ever be able to shake. Right. And it's also, the thing is, it's not bad and wrong if it's someone's natural state. True. Right. But it's bad and wrong if it's some uh, mental warping of the mind. Right. And I think that I appreciate you being honest. Thank and, you. And yeah, because, you know, the whole body positivity and this and that, it's like, I don't feel like anyone's being vulnerable enough to even say what their preference is anymore. Because here's the, tr because the truth is, whatever you say will be used against you to say, well, you're marginalizing other people. Um, and so it is all in the way that you say it. Like I saw a larger mannequin at like a Nike store or something and I stopped because I was like, and this is a couple years ago, but I was like, I've never seen a mannequin look like that. And I am a, like an in-shape woman, but like my thighs will always be just a little too big for any pants that I wear. Like it's always a little tight. And I have felt so horrible about, and I think I have a great body and I have a lot of confidence, but I've always felt so bad about my thighs. So I can't imagine if you are someone who has just a larger body, mm -hmm. the messaging and yeah. never seeing yourself right. and how important that is. And like, where do people fucking get off regulating women this much? And now I'm a part of the problem because like I low key would like, well, I'd love to lose five more pounds. Right. And I wouldn't, it's not about any other woman. It's only about me. It's right. Not, I don't, and I guess my heart just breaks for the girls out there that don't have that self-esteem or that don't have any role models and they feel so bad or people that go out of their way to say horrible things about women's bodies and you don't even know that person. So I just like, I just wish, I just wish that my wish for women is that you have someone in your life that's letting you know, like, no, no, mo in real life, most people don't think about that. And in real life, your body is perfect. Right. And, and Especially attractive. raising a daughter now, too. 100%. Like, yeah. Like, it's the biggest thing. The things that we are told that matter in the real world and to real men, if that is who you're attracted to, do not actually matter. Right. And it is a way, I talk about this in my book, like it is, we try to focus on having it all as a way of preoccupying us so that we don't vote, show up at rallies, uh, focus on things that are bigger. Mm-hmm. 
That's it. I, I like that. That's interesting. It And it's true. Yeah. Like my husband will be like, oh, I think you're getting a little skinny. And I'm like, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. I don't. He's like, it's borderline too skinny. And I'm thank like, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. No, honey. <laughs> it's but true. I also grew up with a mom that yeah. really values being thin. I love her with my whole 90s heart. Mom. 90s mom. Yeah. They talk and, about this on TikTok. Oh, do they? I do TikTok they? A lot. Any <laughs> questions you have about Gen Z? Like, I'm your conduit. Neither of us are on TikTok, so we know nothing about life anymore. Don't do it. No. Yeah. <laughs> but she would be like, my mom is the most honest person where I'd be like, mom, do I need to lose weight? And she'd be like, five pounds. Five pounds. I have a whole mm-hmm. joke about it. Oh, do you do really? You, you want to lose five pounds? You always want to lose five pounds. Five pounds. The 90s mom thing, they talk about, it's interesting because Gen Z... They may have had 90s moms, but it's like this talking about a culture that you weren't really mentally present for. But I look back now and they're like, did you have a mom who would say, have an apple? My mom always tells me to have an apple before I have dinner so I don't eat too much dinner. <gasps> and I've, I've never like struggled with weight or anything. My mom, are you hungry or are you just bored? Which is fair. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. Um, which that one I'm like, okay, you know what? A lot of times you are just bored. My mom will be like, my husband was joking that like, cause she'll like order an appetizer. She'll be like, I'm full from the appetizer. Yeah. And my husband will be like, so we had lunch. So I guess we're not eating the rest of the week. Yeah. Like she'll eat her food, but it's less about the quality of the food and more about the calorie count. Like she'll have the hamburger, but then like, that's it for the day. My mom. And it's just, and there's the Atkins diet. There's all these, my mother is tiny and you know, I'm sure if we all ate what we wanted to eat all the time, you know, you probably wouldn't be thin, but there is that aspect of it. There is. And then, and then, it, you know, people would always judge like, oh, she's so, or if she's vain or whatever. And I'm like, but here's one thing I do question is that she's getting up there and she's doing really well. And the doctors are like, you've taken good care of yourself. And yes. I'm like, Okay, so there is some sort of health Following component. Example. It's it's you know what it is too, and this I will say this Gen Z is actually very bad about context. It's so easy to look at anyone and be like, oh, they said this thing or they did this thing. How evil? How dumb? How vile? But when you contextualize it in the diet culture movement of the time and what was attractive, nobody ever considers that women at a certain time were just doing what was required and what was done. Very few iconoclasts are like, no. I'm going to turn this around. My, like, And if they did, people called them crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about, like, this is so random. That movie, PCU, remember with, um, looking at you. What's his name? I know. To you. What's she the, looks at Rob every time she has a real what's question. What's the director? John Favreau. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. not the political oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. Anyways, they had all these different college groups on college campus. And one of them was like the lesbians. And they would say things like patriarchy. And they were the, like, made them look like, I don't know if we say dyke anymore, but that's what they made them look like. And it's like, the things these women were talking about are like in everyday language now. But at yeah. the time, if you were a woman who stood up, it's like, oh, you're kicking in dicks. Like, you're just a bitch. And like, that's how we framed women that use the word feminism forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a dirty word. And so nobody ever looks at context. But like, your mom wasn't some like nut. She was just doing the thing that we were all doing. Right. Yeah. And and you're not wrong to take care of yourself like that. And maybe not. Maybe your mom only eats Twizzlers and has like an eating disorder and a super thin. No, she doesn't. Not yours. She, one's no, mother. but like my mom never overdid it or mm-hmm. underdid it. She just walked that fine line. Yes. And I'm like, you know, is it really that bad? No. You know? It's also what works for you. Yeah. yeah. Your my, mom's not. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's just with my mom, obviously, it's, she doesn't do 
the Patricia move, but she, (laughs) (laughs) more on from like a health conscious place, she'll like read every ingredient that's in something. Sure. And so she's doing that and like for a while, like telling my daughter. And I was like, I don't want her to even think about ingredients or what's in something. I want her to eat what she feels like. I want, you know, because I... I don't know, maybe it's just fear-based that I have a fear that like it could turn into like an unhealthy mm-hmm. yeah, habit right. with food or whatever. So, And my mom came from a great place. She really just wants her putting good things in her body yeah. and I get it. But I'm like, I don't want her to think she has to be aware of what's in her food. No, because it'll drive you crazy. And also right. like you don't know what like dextrose, like you don't know that everything is right. bad or good. Like, And also like words. gluten, good or bad, don't know. Right. Wheat, flour, good or bad. You know, you don't, and if, if your goal is to not consume any real sugar, then maybe stevia is okay. If your goal right. is to not have any chemicals, then it's not. Like Louis C.K. and I talk about this. Not Louis C.K. Um, oh my God, the other one. Louis Black. <laughs> Sorry. Has this, has this joke and he's like, dairy, milk, good or bad? And the audience is like, eh, because it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Right? But just like environmentalism, like if your goal is to eat less meat, you might cons- have more plastic. If it's to have less plastic, mm. then you might, you know... It's always like, what part of the environment or yourself do you want to hurt? And so I think it's more just about, we just got to take our feet off of other people's necks and just be like, how are you raising your kid? How are you eating? As long as you're being honest about it and your intention isn't to hurt anyone. Right. I don't know. I heard this story the other day that I thought it it, it could be, you guys may have heard it a hundred times. I don't know, but it was the first time I heard it. I'm going to botch it completely, but it's a farmer and the farmer gets a horse and they're like, oh, you got a horse. That's so great. And he's like, good or bad, who knows? And then the kid comes, his kid comes and he rides on the horse. Kid falls off the horse and they're like, oh no, he broke his leg. And he's like, the farmer's like, good or bad, who knows? Then the army comes looking to, um, what's the word? Recruit? Enlist the horse. Enlist <laughs> the kid. Oh, his but they broke. couldn't take him because his leg was broken. And they said, we can't take him. And they're like, oh, that's so good. And the farmer goes, good or bad, who knows? And it's kind of... I think we know. But it's kind of everything. Who's, who's the army? Whose army is it? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. But the kid can't go. But the, sure. the, it's like, who knows? No one knows. Exactly. But it's more just about... I don't know. I was thinking about like just being on. I know that was like a nice stopping point, but like just being on the trial is the part that's so awful. No one knows, but public opinion is the thing that matters the most. And that's the part that's most detrimental. Like, I don't want my kid to eat Cheez-Its. I think they're really bad. Well, you know, comedian Eliza Schlesinger says she hates Cheez-Its. Anyone who eats them, shaming people who eat them, (laughs) women everywhere lose their fucking minds. It's just everything is about like public outrage and just burning people at the stake mm-hmm. for the, like the most harmless thing. And meanwhile, there are like real issues. Right. And we're always taking it away again. We're always <laughs> backbiting. And I, I always think about with women, you know, it, there's this, there's so much we have in common and we, I can't say more than men, but like there's so many experiences like we don't know each other and we have so much to bond over just being a woman in in this time, like mm-hmm. on this planet. And we let all these little things because there is this baked in competitiveness, mm-hmm. I think instilled in us from our society of like, I need to show that I'm better than her because that shows that I'm the best one and in some ways the most fertile and that my lineage deserves to live. And this competition, especially when you're single, 
to like fertilize an egg, you know? Oh yeah. But right. then once you've done that, now you have the kids where you need to show that you are worthy of praise and love because you are the best mother and she's an idiot and her line should die off. And it's like, what if you just focused all of that on like your own stuff? Mm. Right. I, I love judging people. I love judging archetypes. I love stereotypes. I love that, but it's less, it's more about people. It's not a person. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we all do it. I think the key is, and I do talk about this, like, just don't say it. Like, I can think right. you're the worst mother. I can think I don't like your body, but like, just don't say it. And then really look in and be like, well, why do I think that? And it always comes back to a feeling of feeling incomplete. Mm. You know? Always. It's always about us, right? Yeah. Like a, and that's the thing is that when we judge, it's oftentimes something we judge about ourselves or that we're insecure about ourselves or we don't have a way projection. to... Yeah, it's a projection. It's a projection and it's also, and I think about this a lot, am I faulting, and I'll, I'll just do this with women because I don't care about the guys as much, like, am I faulting this woman for doing the exact same thing I would have done? Like, if I meet a girl and she's like going super fast and she's like, hey, like, and doesn't give me the time of day. I'm like, do I hate her now because she was busy and didn't acknowledge me and didn't mean to be rude, but what like, and have I done that versus like, no, she was being a bitch. And usually they're not just being a bitch for the sport of it. Like she's doing something else, not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But then your feelings get hurt. And it's like, why were they hurt? Well, I really wanted her to acknowledge me because I really wanted to be friends with her. Right. You know, and it's so that thing. Tough. Isn't it the Brene Brown thing that I always talk about her story about yeah. swimming with her husband? Yeah. I can't, I shouldn't, I don't remember it well enough, but it's the same thing how our mind... always talk about it. Well, she always talks about it I always talk about it and I don't remember the story. (laughs) I think she drowned, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but it is that thing about your mind telling you one thing that isn't true and it doesn't make you feel good when the actual truth was something else. Not only that, and I can't even sit here and be like, yeah, negativity is the worst. I live in Negative Valley. The monologues that I write in my head about like why everyone hates me, like... God, you don't get something. It's like, well, that's because you're you weren't meant to be here, and you're a fucking loser, and you should like just right. Oh my God, we can talk about it more offline because I can't talk about the show that I just did, but I do want to share something. Um, (laughs) But I I, and then I randomly came across this clip the other day. Who fucking knows where this clip came from? But it was like a Navy SEAL or like a special ops guy, like talking about like weirdly for like being such a feminist, I weirdly respond to like male strength very well. And he was like, the three (laughs) things you need when you're under fire. And the first thing he said, he was like, first of all, you got to crush negativity, which sounds like such a like, I'm from Orange County. I have like a motivational bracelet and like my brother was in a drunk boating accident. But like I <laughs> hearing him say, like hearing a man that I would probably respect, like this military guy crush it. And I was like, that's right. Because if you're positive, even if you end up being wrong, at least the journey there, you didn't feel like a piece of shit. Right. And it is about, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a mother uh, about intrusive thoughts. And like, it is about, squashing those thoughts. Like every time it's like, yeah, because you are a fucking loser. It's like, no, 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 not a loser. Not a loser. (laughs) Just going to go get a coffee now. Like just constantly, it's Mm -hmm. a practice. Right. That's we. we, I feel like we all do it. We, we, every human. Well, I got like, of course. A, yeah. I, I, someone like I, I worked, did a job recently and the director like was very complimentary and like text me something. And I'm like, oh, he just text every single cast member that it's not like he's just writing that to everybody. And that's my first reaction. You're to like, it. it did start with dear Janet. So I assumed it was a copy. <laughs> <and paste job. laughs> yeah, but it's true. You know, like that's your thought first goes to then. Well, for me, a lot of the times the negative or like, because no, you've been let be down real. so much because right. in the past that did happen. And so it is a defense mechanism. I right. don't want to get my hopes up because the last couple of those, it did go to those other actresses too. Right. And then it's just kind of like, 
But what if it didn't? What if it was just for you? Right. Do you turn? So I was telling someone this the other day because someone wrote something mean, right, recently about me. And my first thought is, oh, they're they're right. They said something about, what was it? like? Which one? Which one? <laughs> they do it all the time. The doctor thing? No, it wasn't the doctor thing. Your oh, voice? it was that 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 I should stop talking about my failed acting career oh, and oh. it's annoying and I'm trying to get discovered. And I was like, okay, that's an interesting way to go about it. But my first reaction is Was it failed? Sorry. Right. I mean, I mean what does that I'm, mean? It means it means I'm not She took a different path. It means that I didn't have a successful acting career. So they are judging. What's a it. successful acting career? That's what I'm fucking saying. So I Rachel's like it's right. Here. It does. She's like it looks <laughs> sitting on the couch it next to you like this. <laughs> I was gonna say it doesn't I'm still exist, and I look really good. <laughs> but my first thought is they're right. You're a fucking loser. How pathetic. Oh. Right. Oh. Yeah. And then I went whoa 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 whoa. What's the truth? The truth is, it's all a journey. You're doing your best. Like, I literally talk to myself like yeah. a baby and be like, you're a good human. Like, I will have to turn to self-love, like, immediately. Right. Because if I just try and fight the negative thoughts, they just keep coming at me. But if I try to accept them, love them, and nurture them, too, and be like... That's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Oh, I just call my manager screaming. And then she's like, <laughs> that's not what's happening. That's not true. I will take it a different direction because I'll say this. What makes me angry, because I think everyone is wrong all the time, is when someone says something awful, I don't ever take it personally. I'm like, how fucking dare you? Mm. This faceless person, how dare you think that you can write that to me? And who mm -hmm. the fuck are you? But I can't write all that. I get angry that somebody thought they were important enough to mm. deign to matter. It bothers me that they even exist. I don't take it. Like if someone said to me, you were terrible and whatever, I would think, where do you get off thinking you fucking matter? But you can't say that. Right. Because what I, especially as a comedian, you have this responsibility to not say the thing that you know will make someone want to kill themselves. Oh. And you can't even talk about killing yourself, but like, don't think for a second. Like, we are very dark people. Yeah. And I'm a happy person and I love little animals and I hope to have a fairy garden one day and I love my husband. But just remember <laughs> that all of this comes from a deep, dark place of pain. And like, so you think that's true? Because, you know, they always say that in comedy that it, you know, a lot of people, the comedians have are dark. Do you mm -hmm. think that's true across the board? Yeah. You don't have to have dark comedy. Right. But like, you've been in enough arguments in your life and you've seen enough. It's not about like seeing combat, but like you felt enough anger to, and you know people well, if you're a good comic, like you know people mm -hmm. and there is always, you have to hold back. Cause that means I have to go into your profile, assess it and be like, here's what it is. Your husband doesn't fuck you. Like little things like that, you mm -hmm. know? And I don't do that because that's a terrible practice. And it is a thing when you get, I'm never, I can't remember the last time I was mad at someone in my life, like actually mad because some you can't take back some things. Mm -hmm, right. And so it's like, it's brimming with like the worst things to say. And you're just like, okay, fuck you. <laughs> Instead of like, <laughs> because at the end of the day, like, okay, so you told the person off, like, and that person never checked their comments. And now what? Right. So what do you do with that energy? If it's a, if we are talking, if we're talking about abortion in a comment section, mm -hmm. I will go to the mat every time. Like I will die on that hill. There's some things that are too, right. It depends on the person to be honest, but uh, I just kind of take a, probably vent or take a breather, and then I forget it happened. Like, I've been angry like that enough to know that if I just give it five minutes, right. it won't sting as much. Right. Or like, 
something happening, whether it's a bad show or a bad moment, like if you just give it till tomorrow, mm -hmm. it's not going to be even like an audition or something or yeah. rejection of being really mad about it. And it's just, you give it a beat. Right. Mm -hmm. My mom's always, you know, has always taught me like, you don't react when you're angry or like, you know, you're still feeling those things. You have to really give it a minute mm -hmm. and only react when you're calm. And if you still want to react the same way, fine, but at least get to that place. And it's so hard, especially if you are a fast person. Mm -hmm. Like I should not have had this coffee. Like, <laughs> I, I like can it. see through time. <laughs> and I wake up like this. Like I'm just like ready to go. <laughs> But there is that like you're, it needs to happen now because if it doesn't happen now, then I'm, it, it will never happen. I have to send that email. I have to send that thing. Yeah. And it has taken me and I'm still not good at it, but it has taken me over a decade to like even get to a place where I can wait a beat mm. before I fire off something. Mm -hmm. It's See, hard. I feel like I need more of that. Because I don't take a beat. No, 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 no. No, I take a beat. I'm taking a nap. No. Yeah. She's like, I never wrote back. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's that I think that oftentimes, like Jeff, my husband's like that. He goes to the reaction, right? And we have to be like, don't send the email. Yes. But, however, a lot of times I feel like I skip anger oh. and go straight to hurt. Oh. Right? And is there hurt under the anger or is it just... Probably. I think it depends on what... But I feel like sometimes that's a much healthier approach. Is Hurt? To, yeah. It's to vulnerable. just... Vulnerable. It's more vulnerable. To get angry? It's no, just, to be hurt. Like, that hurt me versus I'm mad at you. Because what's under that is, I'm mad she didn't invite me. Mm -hmm. And what's under it is because I want her to like me. Mm. I want to go to that party. Mm -hmm. I want to be included. I want to be yeah. included. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People get off on being exclusive and... <sighs> No, I mean, look, look, we've all not invited people. We all have friends that we think are annoying or whatever you don't include. And there is a deliciousness <laughs> to excluding people. I think we <laughs> learn that when we're younger. And then as you get older, it's like, just fucking invite them. It will yeah. have meant the world to them. Right. You don't have to talk to them. But you do it. But then you're doing things for other people, which is another thing, right? So, like, there's always an example when someone's getting married. And, like, the day's supposed to be about oh, boy. the people. I'm sure you experienced this a part it. two of this podcast. Yeah. I, oh boy. Yeah. yeah, right? And then it becomes about everybody else. It, that's just the way it is. That's just every wedding, I guess. I don't know. I had 16 bridesmaids. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it all gets so convoluted. I mean, look, sometimes you do stuff for other people. Sometimes you don't. There's this all this rhetoric around as women, like taking time for yourself, being selfish. What is required to be a woman in this society is being super hyper multifaceted and mm -hmm. considering everyone's opinion of you. And I disagree when people are like, you know, don't give a fuck. Who cares? No, you have to. You cannot control it, but you have to know that other people's opinions of you, while you can't control them, can have detrimental consequences to your existence. Mm -hmm. She seemed like a bitch. She seemed difficult. She seemed rude. You can't help that they thought that, but you have to know that there are forces at work against you, even on your best day, because you carried yourself with confidence mm -hmm. or you didn't smile. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you can change that, but like, just know this isn't about like, fuck everyone and be yourself. Like, yeah, but just know things will be counted against you because you're a woman who showed up. I agree with that. Yeah. 100%. When people say like, who fucking cares? Or like, haters are going to hate and all that stuff. It's right. like, who cares? Maybe the person you're doing it to. Or, you know, it's it's also teaching people not to care about other people, which is counter... I, I think it's not so much... I think I don't know if it's a care about other people. Like, I can't help that some random person who was already having a bad day said something really awful to me online. You can mm -hmm. control your own thing. But I can 
control, you know, if I walk into a room, like walking in and I can control only the way that I come across and I can't help that you interpret it wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think it hurts. I think what hurts the most as a woman is when you showed up with the best of intentions Mm -hmm. and people because of their own insecurities fault you for it. Mm. And that's what is hard about being a woman Mm -hmm. is that you on your best day is someone's worst nightmare. Well put. Yeah. Well, like, how do I make this sound put, really good? <laughs> you put a bow on that you one. <laughs> yeah, you really did. You're super honest in a way that is incredibly refreshing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I, you. Yeah. And I hope that as you, I, I mean, I want to read your book. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can I? I can send you one. Of course. Or I can. I can read it and I will very quickly, it to her, and sure. then I'll give it to her. Right. Yeah. All things aside. Your new book. I'm so excited. I mean, I know what I'm reading. I'm so excited to what, have it. It's a fun what book. What is it? What is it? Okay. It's a picture book. Okay. <laughs> it's a book of drawings. It's of a my board dreams. book. <laughs> it's it's actually blank. It's it's a journal. <laughs> um, it's called All Things Aside, Absolutely Correct Opinions. It is a book of personal essays. So mm-hmm. this is not an autobiography and it's not like a memoir. Um, and I plainly put just wrote the kind of book that I would want to read. So it's funny, but there's some heartfelt stuff. There's some personal stuff. And then there's like a bunch of, it's all just from my, it's society through my lens. Um, And it's written, physically written in a way where like we make points and then there's an indentation and then there's an aside. So it's like, I'm, I hate the idea of a footnote and I think it takes you out of it. And I talk about this in the intro. So it's like having a a personal conversation with me while listening to, I guess, not a lecture, but, and it's fun. And it's everything from things in society that I think are scams, like matching sweat sets to... <laughs> oh, wait, why? Wait, why is that a scam? <sighs> okay. <laughs> Please do tell. It's more about the commodification of sweat sets. Like when you go on Instagram, all of a sudden there's like 8 billion new clothing companies which are contributing to global warming with every single purchase, but okay. Uh, the way that they're... Pos- I don't know when a polycotton blend got so expensive. I don't know why looking like a public school PE participant is $500. I don't know why they come in these weird colors and it's like eggplant, white, off-white, woke, porcelain. Woke. Like there's just so woke. many. And if you if you buy a sweat set and you spill, which you will on something, then you wash it. Now they're two different colors and now it does not match. And it's always this like, sweat set that has something stitched in it like like Tokyo love or like Paris, New York, LA, Detroit, like a little embellishment. And it's like, that'll be $285. And you're like, for fucking what? This is a Gildian sweatshirt that I should get at like a big five. Right. I'm just so over the fucking hype and upcharge. Like for what? It's 8,000 degrees outside. I wish we both were wearing matching yeah. sweatshirts today. And like, but do you have one? Of course. Or two or three or four? How well, many? How no, many? I don't have any matching sweatsuits because I only wear black for the most part. And especially when I travel. But we all want to You be only wear black sweatsuits. Just black. I wear a lot. I have a lot of black pants. Black, this is like a lot for me to wear these light oh, jeans. Because I was today. like, you're not wearing black right now. You caught me on a weird day. <laughs> uh, the reason I'm not in all black is because my husband has been very sick lately. So I had to move into another room and I had to just grab a bunch Whatever's of clothes. There. Oh, I was <laughs> fleeing. So I just have these... Um, so it's just more about the commentary on like how a lot of things are just bullshit. I also have a chapter in there where I take myself to court to see if I'm being charged with being an annoying person. 
Like there were several trips I took with my husband where I kept having a UTI and I was like, I hate me. Like, I hate this girl. Like, why is it always something? <laughs> oh my God, yes. I know. Like, don't you, as you get older, you're like, I don't know why I have an earache. Like, it was fine when we left the house. <laughs> oh, my ears itch. I have a UTI. I have to go pee. My joints hurt. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Can't and do you're a just thing. like, when did it get like this? Like, it used to just be like, I'll grab my keys and we'll go. Yeah. No, I stepped off a curb and threw my back out. Yes. <laughs> that's annoying to people. Uh, yeah. You know, but it, it, that's what it is. It, there's that. And there's just about realizing you're getting older as you're getting older, but not from like a mother's perspective. You know, I think you're that bridge to your 40s and your late 30s is this weird. You're like, you're still young. But not, maybe don't wear those low rise jeans. You're still young. You're not old. You're not your mom. But you're like, it's this weird place. So it's just essays on that type of thing. I love, I love it. it. <laughs> when when do like we it. stop? When when are crop tops done? Because I'm 42 and I'm still wearing them. My what answer, are your thoughts on my that? My answer is supposed to be like, whenever you feel like it. Be no, I want your real answer. Bitch. I guess until when it's when it looks weird. And that is only in the eye of the belly holder. <laughs> but don't you think, <laughs> don't you see certain people? And I'm like, but your mm-hmm. crop top only with like a high top pants. Right. High waisted like, pant for sure. Yes. Not high waisted. I'm not, but not like a low waisted in a crop top. Low rider in a I guess, crop top. I guess it always, it, look, the truth is, even if you look awful, you're not hurting anyone. So I guess that's the part society needs to get over. Like if a girl doesn't look to you, doesn't look great, like, is she hurting? Is she murdering puppies? Like who cares? So I guess the answer is you can do it whenever. I, this goalpost of social acceptability is ever moving. I will say when you're younger, like youth, even if you don't have the ideal body type, you're still young. So it's still kind of okay. It's just about the the vibe you want to put out, you know? I like crop tops. Also, <laughs> upper abs are almost always, they almost They're always great, look good. Right? Upper abs are great. Upper, upper lower, abs are great. Lower, no. Well, They're I've had two gonna... C-sections, so that would just be like... That's really low though. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, that's yeah, like... That's how we used to wear them. I mean, I wish we were in a... Wait, we did. You know, had Frankie B's. Oh, yeah. There is a picture of me on the wall at the Hollywood Improv and my pants are so low. Yeah, like, they're at pubic hair line, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. Like you can tell like this was taken a long time ago. And I, I want to see uh, that picture. It's a huge oil picture. Oh. <laughs> when you walk in and it's, I always sit under it. Not because it's there. It's just like, it's at the seat facing the door and it looks like, I'm like, hey guys, remember me? I'm like under my own picture. They're very low. Uh, the answer is whatever makes you feel good because some people will think it's great. And some people won't. So I guess that's the answer. It has to be the answer. I like that answer. I don't find that I feel like wearing them, even though I maybe could. I don't. As a mom, I just don't want to. Like, you I don't, don't wear- either? Do you see me in crop tops? Oh, crop tops. I'm sorry. I thought we meant low-rise pants. Oh, lo- fuck low-rise pants. I love crop tops. Okay, good. Okay. It depends. I don't know. I do. I don't feel I like them. juicy. And I don't feel like <laughs> putting out of... I don't want people looking. Yeah. I go to the gym for... I, for the first time in my life, I'm like, wow, this really is for me. Because I wear like all black covered. Like I just, I don't need to be told I look good. I don't need, like, I don't need some, it bothers me when people are like, you look great. You're like, fuck, I don't need that from you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Did that change when you got married though? I think it's, it slows down as you get married then after you have kids and it has less to do, I think I'm actually in the best shape of my life. It's more to like, it's more that like, I feel so personally fulfilled. Like I don't need the exterior praise. Mm. Yeah. And I cringe when unsolicited, like, look, you put on a tight outfit, like there is a degree of like, look at this body. And weird, it's this weird thing because I don't know when it's okay. Like a guy will be like, you look sexy. And it's like, yes, I did want to look sexy, but I didn't want to hear about it from you. Mm-hmm. 
And the difference is you are ugly. <laughs> I, you know, a hot guy, and it doesn't matter because I'm married and I love my husband, like a hot guy being like, you look great. Like, then you're like, thank you. But it's never the hot guy. It's always a fucking bog troll from an account with like him holding up pictures of bass that he's like, you're a MILF. You're like, that's so fucking vile that you think that I would be impressed by that. I hate you. And what happens is people will listen to this and then they'll just start writing it back. But like, <laughs> it might shock a lot of men to hear this. Like, I love men, but like, I don't live and breathe for you to tell me that you find me attractive enough. Like, your standards are so fucking low. <laughs> but like, this is not the most acmatic point of my life that like Chad from from like Cherry Creek, New Jersey, like would do me. Like, oh, thanks. thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so fulfilled. I have like this weird high self-esteem. I'm like, listen to me. On my worst day, you would still have sex with me, even if you're hotter than me. That's how funny I am. <laughs> Why can't every girl feel that way? I don't know. Where did it come from? I love it. Oh my God. I love it. I love you so Dudes much. Are gross. It's just, oh man. Dudes are gross. It's so good. It's so good. Thank you. I'm just the fact that you named him Chad. Really. I just picked girls. The the sooner you realize that nobody actually expects you to look the way the in, the Instagram the Instagram, the Instagram tells you to, <laughs> the happier you'll be. Yeah. People look actually like Instagram filters. Now. They're Have all you noticed filtered. that? Everyone but no, filtered. no, no. I mean, outside, I know, of, the outside filter, of the filter. Now in real life, they look like filters because they're doing all the stuff and putting the the, the it's like the fake eyelashes and the lips and the thing like they morphed but into no those cat body that you would want as an intelligent person, nobody that you would be attracted to. We'll just say, we'll make this a uh, heterosexual relationship. No man that's worth his salt values that. You can be a beautiful girl and you got some filler and like you look great and that's okay. But this weird uncanny valley version of a human, like no man that you would want to actually be with actually values those things mm -hmm. or cares if you're a double zero. It's just like, it's all hype. If you turned off the internet, like, none of that exists. Right. Right. But you know, now all these people are getting BBLs. Do you know what that is? Brazilian butt lift. Yeah. Because well, I Googled it the other day. I kept reading it. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is I couldn't figure it out from context. Right. It's like a real thing that everybody in LA is getting. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. They lift yeah, their important. butt? Yeah. Or like you get some you implants. suck the fat. They right. suck the fat out of the stomach what and fat? implant it in the butt. Good luck finding any. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um... There's that. So, so, I mean, I'm just going to be honest about this. That is an, it's a ethnic aesthetic. That is a mm -hmm. black, it is a Latino aesthetic that over the last several years, we've all come to laud, um, which is okay for an overcorrect because black and brown bodies were so maligned for so long. But that does speak to the whole like, and by the way, I am not an authority. This is just like me with my ear to the ground. The whole like black and brown is other and then white is correct. And then, I hate to say this, but the access point was the Kardashians mm -hmm. who are like vaguely white, vaguely ethnic. Um, they're Armenian, but like whatever. Um, making that body type okay, which I actually appreciated as a girl that like always had mm -hmm. kind of a curvier body. Like mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like, yeah, I can wear these things. She's making it okay. I don't support them for anything other than that. Mm -hmm. And then they, she started adding to it. So you end up with this body that is completely synthetic when a woman has a large butt, regardless of her color, like her legs are big, like muscular. I've got muscular thighs and like a butt because it doesn't work the other way. You don't have stick thin legs and it's just massive butt. So that became the entry point. So then they made it okay for white women to also want that because all of a sudden that was attractive. 
Mm-hmm. But that's not like a Caucasian aesthetic. That's not what's valued in Caucasian culture, but it became a thing. And I think that's okay because all of a sudden women with some thickness to them, their bodies weren't wrong. And I even include myself in that, even though I'm white, like I didn't feel so bad. But then she stopped dating a black person and she started dating a white person. And all of a sudden she's white now, mm-hmm. white aesthetic, moving away from uh, black culture, you know, however she's doing her hair and however she was behaving and acting and and dressing mm-hmm. um, towards something white. And now she's losing weight. Mm-hmm. Now everything's not so big, which does make it feel like it was all a costume versus just the way that you are, which is even more insulting to those people. Um, and so the lesson to take away from it all is like, at the end of the day, since you don't have a billion dollars and you are going to end up looking like a fucking Frankenstein, like, which I guess was the scientist, not the name of the monster. But you can only <laughs> just enjoy your body as it is because you don't have the time to yo-yo like that and dip in and out of stuff. And some of us are just like that. Black women do just look like that. And so hopefully we're getting to a place in culture now where it's like everything is okay. Right, just be right. just be you. And that's easy for us to say because I guess we're white. So it's like the default is that. And so we're kind of okay to say that. It's not as easy to say to like a larger black woman. Mm-hmm. So I hope in moving through that cultural shift, people have become more okay with the fact that those bodies are going to look that way and it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This, this is not like, I'm not like a teacher or anything, but it is to me, once that was pointed out to me, I was like, yeah, fucking get a black model, get an overweight brown model. Like these are people. This is not some like small group. This is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. And and it's important for people to see themselves represented, but it's also, you know, I think that there's also a representation that's being put out there that's not real that young girls are looking at going, well, why don't I look like that? Okay. I'm going to do all that, do all the things without realizing how silly it looks in person. Right. It's silly looking to have a gigantic butt and stick thing legs. Like that looks uncomfortable (laughs) and it's untenable. You cannot move around. I met someone recently who had a bad surgery and has to get them removed and undergo like a very, a very severe surgery to do that. And it broke her heart. And she was like, you know, I was young and I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. And, you know, the, the, the word on the street is that men don't like girls unless they have an ass. And and that's, I mean, and it's, it, it is a cultural thing. Like some guys like a butt, sometimes, but it's like you should be, and it is impossible to tell a heterosexual woman, like, just do it for you because so much of our identity and worth is wrapped up in does a man find us attractive? And I'm not mm-hmm. maligning that mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does take time to be like, well, this is my body and I'm confident in it. All it takes is one guy when you're having sex when you're 25 to be like, oh, you're a little pudgy. And even if you're not, like, it will wreck you for life. For we will life. hold on yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sitting here as someone, like, I had a nose job when I was 18. It's not something I, I'm ashamed of by any means, but, like, the the goal has always been, like, stick thin, stick straight, blonde hair, Gentile Caucasian. Like, mm. that's... And so I think it's nice to move away from that because not everybody can look like that. And the truth is, that's what society holds as valuable. And even if, <sighs> even if you fall short of it a little, you're always kind of like, well, I look, I wish I looked more Gentile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's the look. Anyways. The- it is. It's such a, you know, and I don't know, I always, I, you know, you have to be like so careful or whatever. But even like now, like the Little Mermaid, right? It's coming out and they're showing all these videos of these 
little girls watching. I cry. I cry. Little black girls that are like, yeah, she's black. Yeah, she's black. And, and they're seeing like, yeah. she looks like me, you yeah. know? And I, yeah, it's like really, really pulling all the hearts. Like it's, I have goosebumps because it's like, you wouldn't be saying, like you would never look at a Barbie and be like, oh, she looks like me because everything looks like us. Right. <laughs> so the fact that that's their reaction means yeah. that yeah. we're missing that. Yes. I also though, counterpoint to all of that. Yeah. Because on TikTok, people, white people love nothing more than screaming at other white people about how racist they are and how not racist the, the people screaming is, right? Right. There's a huge like savior complex about that. And like, look, I talk about it a little bit in the book. I'm only acknowledging an education I've received on it. I am in no way like a civil rights pioneer. Like I only listen to what people say. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not like bell hooks, but there's all these TikToks again to the streets. It's all these TikToks because people are very <laughs> upset that it's black, right? That the, the mermaid's black. But you look at the person... People are upset? Oh my God. People are very upset that there are black... What are they? Elves in Lord of the Rings? Goblins? Whatever. That the goblins. People get upset when something is white that it's like usually a magical, fantastical thing like that, like a Lord of the Rings, like that there's black imaginary creatures in an imaginary world. People are very upset that there's a black little mermaid. And I'm like, but it's a mermaid, which whatever... And then people are quick to point out that the original Little Mermaid is like this gay fairy tale. Like it's this totally obfuscated thing and it's silly. But it's okay to be angry at people that are angry that it's black. Like it's okay to combat racism, but it starts to annoy me when you get white people and their whole identity is like screaming like, oh, you racist motherfuckers. Why can't there be? And I'm like, oh, have you been instrumental in being anti-racist your whole life? Yeah, or was down. it right. just after Black Lives Matters that your eyes were open just like the rest of us? Like, mm -hmm. Fucking relax. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of uncomfortable conversations like that with friends where I'm like, hold on. What? Like, what? How do you, how are you now the authority yes. on what that is yes. when this is the first time this has come up? Somehow being on a high horse, people think, absolves them of any wrongdoing. And it doesn't mean you were racist or you've done anything bad, but screaming at other white people as a white person. Black people and brown people are looking at you like, okay, fucking rip each other apart. Like, you're not going to get a pass. Like, a black person's not going to be like, wow, you're, you're cool. Thank you. You're one of us. They're going to be like, I still don't trust you, motherfucker. So you're still white. You're still white. You still benefit <laughs> from it. And that's okay yeah. to recognize it. But like losing your mind because somebody like didn't know the Tennessee quotes quote and you did, like you don't win. Right. No. Like right. it's like the, it, it's like the outwoking each other is. I have a whole bit about it. Oh. Outwoking. I'll send you the link. Yeah, oh, man. It's been a woke off. It's oh, a woke, woke off. And truthfully, what no, matters, that's what people are. That white people are doing. What right? matters is conversations that white people have with other white people that are non-performative. Uh -huh. Like the real. Like if you said something racist, and I was like, Rachel, like don't do that. Like having that uncomfortable conversation. Right. The way you vote. Right. And the stories that you tell. Those are the things that matter. Not just like having that bumper sticker. Mm, black square. Mm, stop Asian hate. Like, okay, what did you do? Yeah. You know, like the yeah. quiet work, the quiet, quiet work. work that's in everything. And I say that as yeah. a very racist person. <laughs> yeah. That's the soundbite we gave. Yeah, right? yeah, that's it. It's true, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But that's such a good point. The quiet work. I love how you put that. Just like, am I like... willing to say something to you that was going to be uncomfortable if you said something offensive or wrong? As someone that looks like you, have you have you done that? Have you had to do that or not as much to do that? Not because everybody agree. Like in LA, like we're all kind of yeah. like this. We're all like total. Like my husband is like 
he makes me look like a grizzled Confederate like veteran because <laughs> right. he's so that I will say there I have someone very close to me who revealed to me that they think being gay is a choice. And it rocked me because I was like, I thought we were all in a I we never talked about this because I thought we all and I had to have that conversation with them and their partner. And I had to choose my words very carefully because if you embarrass someone, then they won't be receptive. Mm. So I was just sitting there like not equipped, not an educator, not an mm -hmm. education facilitator. I was like, let me see if I can say this in the right way that you will want to hear this. Mm -hmm. And also, I want you to be very careful as someone I love that you don't share this with the wrong person who mm -hmm. might react violently. Right. I still think they think that, but I will work on it at the next family gathering. <laughs> right? Like we're going to deal with... And I, I actually hope we're in contact with people that are outside of our opinions and beliefs because otherwise you're just in a bubble and you're not penetrating outside of it. Well, no. I want that, but also like if you believe that uh, women should be forced to give birth. Like, I don't want Correct. Your So there's bubble. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 but, no. but, you know, you're meaning it like, look, just because you are a conservative person. Now, I mean, the Republican Party now is this weird bastardization of some white supremacist thing. It is not just fiscally conservative people. But just because you are conservative or from a red state, that I hate when people write them off, you know, or people that initially voted for Trump. Like, that doesn't... Now, it's like the proof is in the pudding, but like, People do things for reasons that aren't always horrifically motivated. A farmer in Nebraska's priorities are going to be different than mine living in Hollywood. Yeah. And I can respect that, you know, but the stakes, I mean, things are so fraught with difficulty now. Um, but I always say, and this is, especially as women, you have to be just as comfortable making other people as uncomfortable as they are when they give you their opinions. When someone says something awful or racist, you like they were totally fine to say something like that or to say something bad about women or something political or shame you. You have to have just as much righteous indignation and come from that place of being like, wait a minute, actually, you're wrong. Oh, you think you think being gay is a choice? Oh, you think the Holocaust didn't happen? I'm so sorry that you have been told that. Let me correct you. Because people will dig their heels in and say the most fucked up shit and act like it's their God-given right. And you have to be just as active in combating mm. that mm -hmm. versus being like, okay, well, to each their own. Right. If it's a hill you want to die on. If it's a hill, you, yeah. You can't die on but all there, of them. No, but there's ones that are fucking worth dying on. Yes. That's for sure. Yeah. I feel like there are, we've really, we have really gone there. I, I have that effect. I'm like, let's no. take it to the mat. We want yeah, an yeah, iced yeah. coffee rumble is what we want. <laughs> we want it on the mat. Welcome well, back sure. to iced coffee rumble. You're right. wrestles. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All goes back to wrestling. And yeah, and all that being said, like everything we've talked about, how we end our conversations, which is super appropriate, is with fuck, Mary kill. So, okay. Yeah. We are going to go on that hill now. What if you were like, fuck, Mary kill, and without even giving me options, I was just like, Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth, my husband. <laughs> what? What's the game? Like Steve Buscemi, Ron Howard, yeah. Bill Clinton. See, your brain works really fast. It's so good. Yeah. Why were those the six men? So do you give me options? We, so what no, if we we're didn't. just going to sit like, here until you keep coming up We with do. Them. Sorry. No, we do. We do. You options. Kill. Yeah. Okay. You oh, many? I do? We do, have, we do okay, give great. you options. Give me the options. Rob came up with options. I'll do, okay. This is a judgment on you, Rob. <laughs> Steve Carell, 
Colin Farrell, Michael Vitaggio. You- oh, no, he was my neighbor. <laughs> no, oh, really? He? His ex-girlfriend's like one of my closest friends. <laughs> I don't. He's a chef. He's a chef. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, wasn't he like Bobby Flay? But I don't think. We had matching houses. Like you the same did? developer did our, we had like these two. <laughs> we, I mean, we did different things, but we had the same blueprint. <laughs> so like I knew where everything in his house was. Oh, <laughs> well, that's so, so random. Marry him. <laughs> yeah. Go David Chang instead of. Instead of Michael Vitaggio. Okay, that's so weird. Okay, so Do you feel better about David Chang? I know who David Chang is. Okay. Fuck Mary Kit. Well, David Chang, Steve Carell, Colin Farrell. Okay, well... Oh, God, I don't want to have sex with any of them. <laughs> uh, I, okay, I think I would marry Steve Carell because he seems like a really sweet guy. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I'll have to have sex with Colin Farrell. And I don't want to kill David Chang. But you're going to. Maybe I'd marry David Chang because I'm so accustomed to having all my food prepared for me. <laughs> that sounds like heaven. So you're killing Steve Carell? Yeah, it's going to be one funny person in this room, Steve. Oh, yeah, there's no <laughs> room. to go. Does <laughs> <laughs> it fuck, Mary kill, work with? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Collab with. <laughs> and then what's the... Oh, oh is that it? Okay, no, great. No, you, yeah. you did it. You did it. You did it. You did it quick. And it was perfect. It was a quick death. A quick fuck. Yeah. A quick and we quick. Got, and we It was eloped. all quick. And we eloped. <laughs> Sorry, this was Michael amazing. <laughs> amazing. And I cannot wait to read the book. Yeah. So, okay. So, all things aside, your book, your Netflix special, they're all coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Hot Forever comes out tomorrow. It's my sixth Netflix special. And we decided to have the book and the special come out at the same time. That way, at least I buy a couple weeks before people are like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> right? no, I did my best. That's awesome. We I are so excited. Wait. It was so nice to meet you guys. It was Thank so, you so much. nice to meet you. Thank you for coming. We look thin. <laughs> yeah, we do. You're amazing. <laughs> Hello. You want to play something? What's up, Grifter? That's very strange. Uh, I just looked down to send you a, an audio note, and you seem to be sending me one too, so that's cool. This is uh, a message for Rach Billow. Do you call her Billow? If I was mates with her, I'd call her Billow. What's up, Billow? Billow. So Rach had said at the end of her podcast, what's the point in mosquitoes? What's that all about? Okay, so it's only the female mosquito that sucks blood from other animals. It needs iron in its bloodstream so that it can create eggs to have babies and the male mosquito doesn't suck blood at all it eats um, plant material and pollinates a whole bunch of fruits vegetables trees bushes plants etc <coughs> the female mosquito is also extremely important in terms of the diet of a lot of invertebrates and mammals and birds and bats as uh, the girl said in the show and also does a huge amount of um, species number control. So if there wasn't mosquitoes feeding on mice and rats and giving them malaria and uh, them succumbing to malaria, we would have an over-flooding of vermin on the planet. So mosquitoes are an incredibly important animal. They're also the most influential animal in terms of the human evolution on the planet because mosquitoes have killed more humans than all of the wars and all of the diseases on our planet combined. So they have influenced the way that human species uh, have evolved on planet Earth more than any other creature. Hugely important animal, hugely significant animal. Hope you guys are good. Hope you're good too. Did you call me a girl? Yeah. He said the girls said so on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Rob, but I did think, um, I did think that was interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize, like, 
I knew, it also sounds I knew, like they're bad. And <laughs> <laughs> well, they do kill a lot of humans, but I, 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 that was Dominic Monahan again. Thank you, Dom, for enlightening us because I, you know, I have always wondered because they're, they're, they seem very annoying. But I love that he cares so much. He does. That he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, let me explain because yeah. they were questioning it and I will tell you. And yeah. he did. I did think it was interesting that they have, con- you know, they help with the control of, you know, that we're not vermin. overrun by vermin. That's interesting to me. That is. I feel a little better. And sure. the males pollinate, help pollinate. You know, the males are the giant ones, right? The males are, they look like raccoons. No, they're huge. <laughs> the male mosquitoes are the really big ones. Have you I, not seen the really big ones? No, oh, I They're have. like eight times the size of the oh, regular really? mosquito. Yeah. No, I can't say that I have. But and I knew I knew it the was the mosquito eaters, right? I knew it was the female that bit you. I knew that. It's always a fucking it's female. That female. Females bite. Anything that bleeds for seven days straight and doesn't die, that shit's just evil. Did you just come up with that yourself? I wish. That was like Chris Rock or something. Evil. Evil. How do you feel about bleeding for seven days, Rob? I I can't say I've done it. So, <laughs> how do you feel when Natalie's on her period? Do things change? Uh yeah. Oh, how? I mean, the normal stuff. What's the What's normal, normal stuff according according to a male partner? <laughs> do you stick her in a room? Yeah, <laughs> we we sleep in different rooms when that happens. Uh, no, she's a little moodier usually. Right before. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jeff texted me yesterday and was like, when was the first day of your last cycle? And I was like, text it to him, you know. And he's like, okay. When was it? It was Friday. <laughs> it was the first day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in the clear now. So he texts me and he's like, I'm like, why? And he's like, because I got an app. And I'm like, what kind of app? So then when he gets home, he texts me. He's like, I may be feeling a little bit bloated. And I'm like, what's that? (laughs) I'm like, did you get the Flow app? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I already have it. Why do you need it? And he's like, well, I recommend apps to people. So I wanted to try it myself. (laughs) And I thought I could track your period. And I was like, wait a minute. This is genius. We need, because it tells him like, oh. Oh, So he knows when to be careful. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, wait, we need an app for men that's like, now's the time to be cool. So you think men should be tracking women's periods more than they are currently? Yes. And they like walk in with chocolates. Like do it. Like they'll get little notifications on their phone. I just think they should walk in with chocolates anyway. I meant more the caution of all the Roe v. Wade stuff and them saying like, delete those apps because the government oh, can yeah, track you and tell if you're pregnant and abortion. What? And- Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a whole thing about that. I Wait, what's the thing about it? That yeah. They have your data. They know when you're menstruating or not. And then if you miss the cycle and aren't pregnant, they could technically sell your information and the government could track. I feel like that is sounds highly it d- illegal. It does seem <laughs> like a leap, but... It seems like a leap. And a lot of times when people bring that stuff up, like they'll be like, they'll know. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, they'll know what? That you stopped using your app and forgot to yeah. log it. Like, yeah. What are they going to know? I I mean, it could flag. I, I think it's more like <laughs> if things keep pushing in the extreme direction that there's data that could be used against women and weaponized. Do you think there's some like, I mean, do you really think there's some like evil mastermind 
that wants to take the woman down? Uh, I know I don't think it's a single person, but clearly, people are doing things not yeah. in your best. I feel like there's a whole tracking system though with phones, and we've talked about this. Like it hears everything, right? So you'll get yeah. ads for. Oh yeah, like you'll get ads for all these menstrual apps now. I hope so. Or tampons. Here's one for you that yeah. I would like to know. So Jeff's mom always collected these little things. They were like these little, you could get them at Hallmark, these little like angel type things. And they have like the mom and the baby. Yeah, yeah. Like, you like know what Hummels, I'm talking about? Like little. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Haven't thought of those. She passed away recently. Mm-hmm. I have not Googled anything about that kind of stuff. I have not talked about that. I haven't been talking about anything that would lead to me getting fed that Mm -hmm. on my feeds. Every time I open up my either Facebook or Instagram, I get one of those ads. It's a visit from his mom. Do you think? Yeah. Or someone on your internet. Here's Rob, the rational skeptic. Do you think Jeff is is searching little miniature angels on... He could have. I, I, it's happened to me Miniature before angels. where I've, uh, I was in Dax and Kristen's kitchen and they had this little drawing up on the wall. And I asked Dax's sister where it was from and she didn't know, but it was like a drawing of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Some like artist did it. And then I got targeted. I think you've told us this before. For that yeah. artist later that day. Yeah. Yeah, but that makes sense because you were talking uh, about it. I was talking out loud. That's what and I mean. I haven't talked out loud about our miniature so figurines. You, so you think there's some spiritual thing happening with Google? They've tapped into your consciousness? Well, for sure. No? No. You don't think no. Google and my consciousness are now just like kind of working in harmony? Because I'm like, yeah, I did want that dress. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think the technology is there to... To do that, I think that they can like take the data and infer things, but I don't think they can like find the little memory. I don't think they're actually tapped into my consciousness, but I think that if there were to be something like angels and signs for the other side, that'd be a really easy way to deliver it. So the angels are working for Google, is what you're saying? I mean, I think the angels are in everything. Okay. I think that I tuned out of this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) She's shopping. (laughs) No, I'm shopping online for... Actually, it made me want to check my my Cycles app. (laughs) Where am I at? Oh, okay. Your aunt's coming to visit soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Rob would be the person to be like, hey, is Aunt Flo in town? (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yes. What are you doing on your phone? I'm looking for those little tiny figurines. That keep coming up? That you've never searched or talked about. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the first time it's come up. I don't want to talk anymore. (laughs) I mean, I wish it was that, but I I think there's probably an explanation for it. Like, if I search something and Natalie and I are on the same internet, she will get targeted for some of that. No, I get it because it's on the internet. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen they're making that think, big of a leap. I don't think Jeff was searching for little figurines from Hallmark. You never know. Maybe Shepard was. He wanted to keep the collection alive. Or I he mean, was looking up how much they were worth. 
<laughs> you think he's trying to pawn his mom's figurines? <laughs> Do you have the figurines? I have a collection of them, like, throughout the years from her, from my mom. Mm-hmm. People like to gift those. Your mom does the same thing that his mom yes, did? Yes, I thought and it the was same the one? weirdest, the same ones. Well, maybe she was on your internet and searched it. Oh, My yeah. mom hasn't been over. She's just going to fight every <laughs> reason you come up with, Rob. <laughs> I mean... Your mom just texted I mean, me I as hope we're talking. I what, hope about figurines? She was like, do you know where to get? No, I'm just... <laughs> Did she text you? She asked me, can Elliot have non-dairy whipped cream? Yes, he can, Jan. <laughs> whip. Whip. Do you guys like frozen Cool Whip? No. Oh, you don't? Well, there's one cake that we always make at birthday time that's like a 1950s cake that uses Cool Whip, and I do enjoy it, but it's thawed out when I eat it. You eat it frozen? I love frozen Cool Whip. And like, the- you lay it, love it frozen? Yeah, I like it frozen. And um, Oatly, the ice cream, is like frozen Cool Whip. Oh. It's really good. Um, oh, sorry. This on. is, I didn't mean it. Oh, is it? Do you have to sign for alcohol again? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> she buys so much alcohol in Postmates. For a sober for a person. For sober person, it's crazy. Okay, thanks. You can just leave it at the gate. Very cool. I appreciate it. All right, thanks. Bye. Very cool. Very cool. That was a very enthusiastic Man. Should I just leave it out there or should I go get it? I think you should go get it. Okay. I'm going to go get it. Just going to fuck up everything. I don't want to talk to Rob. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, <laughs> Rob just kicked Briar's little stuffy off the table. <laughs> That's how he shows his feelings through violence. <laughs> Rob got a filling today and half of his face was well, coming numb. back. It's numb. I got a filling redone. I have to get a filling redone, but I've been putting it off for like two years. So. Yeah, he told me I could. He's like, it's not dire, but... Oh, really? If you want, you can do it. And I was like, I guess. <sighs> I've put it off for two years. Do you think I'll need a root canal now? Hopefully not. I think that was what he was like. You can wait like a year or two, but it might end up needing that if it gets worse. I gotta go, don't I? It's easy. I know. It was like a half hour. You know what? Rob, you've inspired me to call my dentist after this to make an appointment. Not that I have any time. (laughs) I really don't enjoy... Dentist? No. My dentist retired and I loved him. Olivia didn't go to the dentist for a decade, so she doesn't really have a dentist. (laughs) The last one I went to, I gotta say, was the best dentist I've ever been to in my life. Truly. Was it up north? It was up north. And... I did not experience any pain. Did you have fillings done? Four. I didn't have any pain for my filling today. No? You mm-hmm. might be a little sore later, though. But I'm yeah. immune to no pain. I'm starting to feel a little. Oh, well, that doesn't make sense then. What'd you say? I'm immune to no Oh, yes, pain. I know. Can She's they immune. do like the topical one? They do the topical and they have to do... The shot? No, because um, you're immune to it. They still shoot me because... They don't believe you and they just keep trying. No, but they have to give me like a pill and gas. So I hear if you can ask for laughing gas, like people really prefer that because it's fun. If it's you're, yeah, I think if you're like super anxious, I didn't, I was fine. So they give me a volume before and laughing gas and shoot me. Well, of course, you didn't even know where no you were. No wonder you were like, I love the dentist. <laughs> I was like, can this I is bad? amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How's your parking 
spot. Did you see? Did you see? Spots going wrong. I sent you a picture today. I saw. It was in the same exact spot. But they were different cars. It was just as tight, though. How annoying is he with his parking spot? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's, you know what it is? Rob can be aggressive. Aggressive? Pushy. Yeah, pushy. He's very mild-mannered, <laughs> so you don't see it coming. But then all of a sudden, you're trying to get into a spot that's too small. And you're having a panic attack. And you're having a panic attack. And Rob's not like, oh, it's cool. No worries. We'll get another spot. He's like, you will do it. He's like, you're doing this I, or I, I'm, I'm doing, doing this? Doing well, this. <laughs> one, I offered to do it for you if it was going to stress I'm you I'm perfectly out. capable. Well, and then I also said, if you can do it, do it. Yeah, but I didn't want to do it. Like, it didn't feel necessary. Is my point right? If it was we don't absolutely need to revisit necessary, this. We use the same conversation. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to last... revisit our conversation about you and Natalie after leaving your house? What was it? We we're like they're they're so suited for each other. Oh yeah. In what way? You just it, it just you guys are just you guys make sense. Yeah. Like you're both, neither of you are warm and fuzzy. Like you don't go out of your way to like be all warm and fuzzy and like over care for people. You're just but both they, who you are. You do in your actions, but it's exactly. not like a overtly like hug, warm, you know. But you're both still really warm. Really warm. And it's like an odd, like No, it's just because we talk about it a lot <laughs> and we're like, they're both like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it might just be a Midwest thing. Maybe. Could be. I could see so that. You guys are very foreign out here. <laughs> well, maybe. Foreign it to could us. be. It could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it just is, you know? Like, you're Like, there's so... a little bit of a harshness to, like, Midwest personality, I think. But it's but like, you guys are so, mean-y. like, loving and sweet and, warm and, and amazing inside. And you show it in ways, but it's not, like, an overtly, like, Warm greeting, or it's kind of like Jeff's family too. Jeff yeah, and, and they're, his, they're, they're in Midwest. Midwest. yeah, yeah, they're it's considered Midwest. I feel like it's a little colder, like the further east you move to. That's Pittsburgh. Well, Jeff's definitely colder yes. than you. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It feels yeah, it feels kind of like a spectrum as you go. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But that does make sense because we are we love to talk here, about all the things. Yeah, we like to analyze everyone. <laughs> yeah, but then it's just what like a but show, but not the actual. No, it's not a show. We're really warm and caring for all the people in our lives. But you know what's interesting is that Calvin is warm and fuzzy. He is the warmest, overtly loving. He's California boy. Yeah. I, he gets that from me, I think. I think. What? Well, I don't think that's <laughs> like this. I think Natalie has kind of pushed me more in that direction. In the other direction? Yes. Because I'm, like... I'm affectionate with him yeah. and Vincent. Are you and Natalie affectionate? She's not. She's not at all. Not really at all. Like, no. do you guys never cuddle or. She doesn't. It's too warm. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, you is would? that she's like, still you warm. Would. She's still warm. Yeah, she's though. totally warm. Right. Yeah. Like, love so her. She's yeah. like, she's such a love, but it's not like, yeah. yeah I mean, you obviously you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So you're super affectionate with Cal. I, well, yeah, yes, with Calvin. I don't know that I ever was, though. Like, I'm not with my family. Your parents weren't affectionate growing up with you? 
Not like physical affection. No. Like huh. when your dad arrived today, did you give him a big hug and kiss? No. Not even no a way. hug hello? He was, sitting, he was sitting at the table. And... He didn't even, like not even a hug hello. My, I mean, my dad, I think would. My dad is like very outgoing and very, very friendly. Like we'll talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. He'll go out his way to talk to but anyone. But not a hugger. He'd probably hug too. But, but you he, didn't, also, he just came into town and you I didn't mean, hug him hello? hug goodbye. Very interesting. Very interesting. Do the women, because this is I something... I could do without hugging, though, I have to say. You're not a big... Yeah, you could do without <laughs> hugging. But this is something that we've talked about because all us girls and all of our friends, we like to dote over people. And mm-hmm. Jeff would always be like, why do you guys all do that? Like, I can get my own plate. And we're like, no, let me get it for you. And... If, if Jeff doesn't have his plate, Rachel's in the other room looking at me going, does Jeff have his plate? Like, I'm going to go get it. Like, and he's like, you guys, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> and he's yeah. uncomfortable with our dotiness. Mm-hmm. That we, we've had that. Uh, we are not that way. And we have friends that are that way. Uh, that like two of the other couples that we spend a lot of time with, the, the wives and girlfriends are that way. It feels slightly misogynistic. But sure. we're the ones making it. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's I know, choice, it's really weird. But it we, is. But we've had that conversation yeah. where it's like, they seem to like that, but it seems a little weird and old-fashioned that like, honey, do you need a drink while you're watching the football game? Yeah. And See, Natalie's like, like that. go I'm get your own program- fucking water. Yeah. Like yesterday, Calvin, like, what even, because she's like, your legs work. Go get your water. You know, but it, would you have to do that with kids? And I do that too. But I definitely, I'm just programmed that way. But I like to do it. Same. I'm more that way. Yeah. Also, it's been beaten out of me all. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it feels mis- It does feel like old fashioned and maybe a little misogynist. It, I don't think the act is misogynistic. It just seems rooted in yes, misogyny. in, that. in yeah. like patriarchal like, cult- society. Yeah, culturally, this for, was expected. History. Sure. But I do enjoy it. I do too. But Jeff always looks at me like, what is your guys' deal? I know. Because so the women way. in his life, they don't do that. They're just like, dinner's ready. It's not like, there is no like, honey, let me... Let me cut up your steak for you and yeah. can't feed. No. Um, but the weird thing is, you and I didn't grow up seeing that. So no. where did it come from? Where just watching TV from? Nick at night. Nick, I loved Nick at Night. So did I. But you loved just, Nick at Night. I watched a lot of Nick at Night. Nick at Night now is like Friends, but growing up it was all the old shows. Like Dick Van Dyke yeah. and I Love Happy Lucy Days. is probably my all-time favorite show of all time. All, really? I Love Lucy is my favorite show of all time. My all-time favorite show. <laughs> my all-time favorite show of all time. <laughs> show. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love it. But yeah, that's interesting, Lou, because we mm-hmm. both like Basically, single mom. Like, it's yeah. not like we had this example of our moms doting over a husband and doing X, Y, or Z. So where did it come from? I don't know. Maybe because we didn't see it. We're like, this is how you keep a man. <laughs> <laughs> this is what my mom did wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know. Interesting for another time, I guess. Yeah, we'll do some research on it. We'll do some research report on it. Report back. And report back. All right. Well, this has been great, guys. Thanks for listening. 